don't let your mouth get you into something your behind can't get you out of. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. Speak on it. Straight from the book of Jennifer Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what up? Hey. What's hey, y'all. up, y'all? Sorry. <laughs> welcome. Welcome back to the Black Triad Podcast, starring <laughs> Dina, Ooh. Tara, and Dara. Yeah. Oh, and we got some exciting, exciting shit for y'all today. Because <laughs> it is uh, the time. <laughs> they said Friday was the year of the dog. Okay. Excuse me, this is the year of the panther. I am dead. <laughs> Come away from me. Black mythology. Wakanda forever, bitch. Um, but you know, first we got to start off with, you know, some regular, um, some, you know, we do current events. So, you know. I mean, the uh, white event is Black Panther, but yeah. I guess we have other things going on in the world. Right. So, yeah. I suppose. Uh, so, real quick, uh, you know, uh, white kid shoots up a school again. So, there's that. Um, uh, typical. Do better. Um, next, uh, <laughs> or Tara, I think you want to say something. Yeah, about. I mean, it gets to be just so exhausting when we talk about these these mass shootings, especially with school shootings involving children. And um, for those who may or may not know, um, I'm from also from South Florida. You're Gators, um, <laughs> and um, yeah, this just really hit close to home. Um, and this was maybe about like what 45 minutes away from where I lived for about 10 11 years uh, maybe about 15 minutes away from where I went to college and um, it's just we see this time and time again nothing is happening and uh, we see our president wants to blame the FBI uh, for paying not paying attention to potential shooters but instead paying attention to Russia and it's just like it seems like a lot of this, uh, that, that there's no end in sight for any of it. Yes, uh, these situations need our thoughts and prayers, but they also need actions. Like, where is the action mm-hmm. on behalf of our politicians? If you want to give thoughts and prayers, by all means. But faith works is dead, bro. Like, mm-hmm. we need some legislation that's... up in here. So, <laughs> yeah, th- that's my piece. Mm-hmm. And I'm I mean, to after they um, killed those uh, white babies. Right, little white babies. Connecticut, like... <laughs> If it wasn't going reform then, like I I don't know what's gonna happen. But I did hear that a lot of um, high school students wanted to like do like walkouts, like permanent walkouts, like mm-hmm. <laughs> literally walk out of school and not come back until um, gun legislation is passed. Like, I know this is one girl who did like an impassionate speech at oh, the yeah. press conferences mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. it and basically called BS on all the shit. Mm-hmm. And it was I mean I didn't listen to it. I saw clips of it, but. Amazing. So, babes are the future. Yes. They really are. Yes, yes, if yeah. they can make it there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Ooh, Dina. <laughs> That's so true, though. If they can make it there. <laughs> so, I guess some happier news out of Florida. Did you guys see Drake's little video? Uh, so God's plan. God's I did plan. not see it. I just saw it this I, morning. I know of all the little things. Not little things. The big things he was doing, like giving, putting somebody on a $10,000 shopping spree. Yeah. Donated to the school that they recorded in. Like, I think the total was like 999 
thousand some mm-hmm. some change a yeah. little under a million yeah. dollars worth of donations and i think that's that's cute drake mm-hmm. that's cute yes. drake just coming out doing canadian uh work canadian. missionary work okay, okay. drake the missionary <laughs> <work laughs> now yeah uh, okay. one scene he just walks up in a grocery store and is like all y'all your groceries are paid for get whatever you want <laughs> yes and everyone was like oh shit like, these kids were there? like i'm gonna get double stuff oreos <laughs> Double the turkey, double the <laughs> I was like, y'all better get some meats. Y'all get yeah, snacks. Right? Nice filet mignon for hit dinner. Up the, right? Hit up the deli aisle, yo. So, <laughs> so shout out to Drake. Yes, Florida definitely needed um, some good news this week. So yeah, definitely, definitely sending my love back yes. home. Yeah, so I feel like I'm not the only one with like a vein like bulging out of my Girl, neck because I just really want to talk about tight. this movie right now. No, nah, so other tight. things have happened in the world. Like, 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 <laughs> this current event, but also like my current event in my life right now is this movie and how I just need to like talk it out Release. with people. Yes. So just a warning to all our listeners, this will be a spoiler filled podcast. We don't give a fuck. Okay, <laughs> this will be released sometime during the week. We give y'all a weekend. To watch it. Right. To watch it twice. If you haven't finished watching this weekend. Tough luck. Nine dentists out of ten say (laughs) that you're not about that culture. Okay. (laughs) So honestly, like, if you really thought that we weren't going to talk about this without spoilers, then I'm sorry. You you obviously don't know us. The spoilers runneth over. And it's not even just one part. From here until the end, (laughs) there will be spoilers. So there's no pausing and skipping. Spoiler thrown in. So if you haven't watched none of it, you (laughs) honestly. So pause now, okay? And then start the next episode. Yeah, everyone knows me. This is Dara. Like, I'm really, I hate spoilers, but like, this is this is the one time that I'm like, nah, we need to talk about this okay. shit. So, like, if you have, so again, warning, if you have not seen it, please just end the podcast now. Go back to our previous episodes, one through five. <laughs> yes. Get your fill from then. And then after you have watched, come back to us. Yes. Right. Thanks. Okay. So, glad we that we cleared this? our conscience. Where do we right? want to dive in? Because I have all the thoughts. I have okay. an outline here. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk about just... The I want to talk about maybe like the general themes, maybe it may be general themes, but like just movies. Well, first of all, what do you think about the movie? Let's pop in, pop in, <laughs> beautiful, amazing, excellent, deep, insightful, introspective. Two thumbs up. Two <laughs> critics say amazing, brilliant, ten out of ten. Dina says, five out of I'm five crying stars. As we speak, like just. I left just feeling renewed and re-black. Mm-hmm. Like, not that I haven't felt black before, but just like, just strengthened in my blackitude. And <laughs> I, I I was expecting it just because like, yeah, Black Panther turned up good, but like, for real, this movie, cinematograph- like, cinematographically, like plot-wise, writing, acting, all every single aspect of this movie was hey. 10 out of 10. Yes. yes. I had like the biggest doofy grin on my face when I was watching it. I was just like, <laughs> Love, yes, you guys can't see my face, but maybe she I'll add it to the IG story. I was just like, <laughs> like, you guys are so black and beautiful. Like, oh, but let's maybe talk about where we each saw the movie. Oh, okay, yeah. because I think that'll also help to shape our perspective of how we experienced it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I saw it in Nuro, your your um, <laughs> uh, in, in the lovely suburb of New Rochelle. And mm-hmm. I saw it at uh, yeah New York City Movie Theater. And there was 
a lot of families when I saw it. I called a matinee on Saturday, so I didn't get to Bro. be as extra. <laughs> Although it was still expensive because right? I didn't realize I I paid to see it in 3D with the glasses oh, and everything. No. So, so in 3D, yeah. So Ooh, I was no. all up in. Was it a good 3D? Panther. You know, like 3D is just like the most like they you didn't, didn't need to make it three they didn't really <laughs> didn't need to make it. and so for me i mean, i i wear glasses so Brady's already i just had you. i yes. had two pairs of glasses because <laughs> i only do that in my regular glasses because i don't wear contacts but then mm-hmm. i had 3d glasses on top of it so yeah but in terms of the makeup of the theater there was a lot of families a lot of black families so i was really happy to see that gave a little bit of side eye because I was like, I hope your baby don't cry in this movie because I'm trying to get my $15 worth. Um, But yeah, so that was mostly the makeup. Uh, There were a few white people that I saw in the theater Mm -hmm. that I spotted, but for the most part, lots of families uh, with black kids up Mm -hmm. in there. So that was really cute to see. Yeah. Um, For me, um, I saw it with a bunch of my friends um, in so we were thinking we were deciding between Harlem well 125th Matt Johnson Theater anyone from New York knows <laughs> anyone from out of New York knows that that is an iconic the place blackest theater the blackest movie to. theater in the state of New York um, so we're choosing between 125th and like Upper West Side so we actually ended up seeing it at um, the AMC on 80 like 84th um, with the gentrifiers yeah the gentrifiers yeah, you know <laughs> we, we didn't want it to be like you know, it was kind of like the friends <laughs> the blabbity blacks, you know, mm. <laughs> and like you know, see, we're seeing it in the hood. Like, did you want to hear the movie or did you want to experience it? <laughs> so I guess we chose hearing the movie, which is you know, <laughs> was a good little medium, but it was wonderful. Um, people did show out. There was a good amount of uh, um, young urban professional black folk and just like people in their 20s and 30s mm-hmm. seeing it some older black people it was really good it was really filling and awesome there were some you know some white people but they were very respectful white people they were like yeah this is awesome like they were very into it too and you know they came respectfully wasn't mm. wearing no type of um a garb <laughs> native garb right <laughs> the, the, you know the native garb of your people mm. no they weren't wearing any but it was cool it was a good experience awesome nice. so i saw it at battery park um regal battery park theater which is in battery park new york also me and my friends um we were discussing whether we should like hear it or experience it um good like funnily enough so we chose we chose battery park because we were able to reserve seats beforehand so that we got there like our showing was at 7 30 we got there 7 45 because we could because our seats were available to us we had to fight (laughs) anybody for our seats but actually we had a vast majority people of color mostly black people Mm -hmm. there so it still felt lit regardless like there are people giving the commentary in the movie theater as a movie speaking or Mm -hmm. going on and it was very enjoyable um, I will have to see it again. My sister saw it at Linden Multiplex. For those who don't know where that is, that is in Brooklyn, right across the street from the Pink Houses in East <laughs> New York. And she said it was pretty lit, but it wasn't like as like turned up as like we expected to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I had a great time. Speaking of African garb, let's talk about <laughs> yes. our outfits that we. Yes, <laughs> yes. If y'all hadn't um, followed us on our was it our Instagram stories mm-hmm. you may have seen what we were wearing and what we were doing so what about you Dara? and you know you I doing? came high in Ebola law <laughs> the queen <laughs> no I, I came like um in my like print Ankara um head uh head wrap uh also had the horsetail I saw um, that I yeah. that. I was like, okay girl okay <laughs> doing the most everyone was screaming like bitch why <laughs> why why did you have to show out <laughs> I love that you I have was, it in the first place. Right? 
I, and I brought came with the coral necklace and like I even had a coral hat, but I didn't wear it. I didn't want to stunt too hard. I mean, you know? is there is there something too hard in this context? <laughs> I don't know, man. Not at all. But it was fun. Like had a blast. Came all, also my friends also did come dressed, so it was definitely dope. Definitely Afrofuturistic too. Yeah. And, like it was it was everything. Yeah. How about you? Dina? I had on a black jumpsuit. And then over it, I had a wax print um, skirt from Kenya. And I got straight from Kenya. <laughs> um, and I had it tied. It was, it was originally a wrap skirt, but I had it tied and pinned up in a way that it became like a train. Yeah, it looks Like so an open good. front train, which was popping. And then I also had um, a Dutch wax print, um, like head thing, like a, like a headband wrap thing, mm. just to like put my, my edges together. But yes, I was <laughs> feeling great, looking fine. <laughs> yes, and I also had these earrings on. These like triangle earrings that I got from Bam Africa um, Market Bazaar. Mm-hmm. Gold. They're really pretty. Thank you. Thank you. Nice. That's nice. And Sarah. So you know I had to come out in the all black because like <laughs> flies. You know I mean business when I'm all black. Okay, so big up support. So um, yeah. So I came out in all black. I whipped out my throwback black suit and union T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Florida Atlantic University. Uh, where I was the Black History Month director. So, um, yeah, I had the black leather jacket on, just, like, all black everything, except for my, what are those? White skippies <laughs> from Target. Um, <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> yes, I love, oh, the, and, yeah, we'll get to her later. She's my favorite character. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I wore. So, where do we go from here, guys? I don't even know, man. Okay, let's talk about, let's just dive in where we, where we can. Oh my God. Yeah. So, you, like, the plot of it even before the plot can we just talk about the peak blackness yes yes like how the triad and how like black people from all the the diaspora united for Mm -hmm. this great flick like (laughs) from the director being an african-american man from the west coast from Mm -hmm. oakland from the bay area to um the stars being a southern black man from you know uh african-american chadwick bozeman um, went to Howard. Yes, Howard. Mm-hmm. Howard taught, Strong. He taught drama also, I think, at the Schomburg Center. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I used to live right by there. Um, <laughs> and then we have Miss Lupita Nyong'o from Kenya. Ke- the Kenya, Kenya Mexican. Mexican. <laughs> okay. Yes. Talk about Dryad. diversity. Um, then Denai um, from Zimbabwe. I think Denai's from Zimbabwe. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Then Letitia from Guyana. Yeah, Guyana. <laughs> Right. And Daniel from Uganda, mm. our, our star from Get Out. You know, yeah, people just thriving. all the feelings on got him. Our boy Winston. Winston Duke from Tobago. Tobago. <laughs> yes. Tobagonian. Yes. How they pronounce Tobagonian. Oh, my gosh. He was hopping. Yeah, just like, it was just peak blackness all the way around. Even like just blacks from the UK, blacks in Africa. Oh, just... Like, how do you even just, it, was it just filled you, right? And honestly, like, like, everyone was so beautiful on camera. Yes. Like, I have not seen a movie in so long where every single character was like, oh, fuck you. Every <laughs> single character. And I'm not joking. Like, regardless of gender, I was like, oh, my God, everyone's so beautiful. How did you, like, why are we like this? Mm-hmm. Why do we, like, why are we beautiful? And just, like, the like lighting, the, yes. the colors. So in terms the... of the lighting and colors, I heard that, um, or this is just re- factual, that the person, if you've seen Moonlight, the woman who did mm. the lighting in Moonlight is who did it for Black Panther. That's makes why sense. everything from the twilight and the spark, like, mm-hmm. everything is so beautifully lit and the black skin just, gl- oh, my God. It's just. And it's so important. Like, there's a lot of times where they do, like, movie and film, sorry, TV and film, where, like, it's a, 
non-black person doing lighting mm -hmm. and it looks shitty and don't people don't understand or realize why until like even with i think it was either insecure or something else yeah where, like was they really was like a black person doing the lighting and whatnot it's like it's so important how like black skin especially the darker it gets how important lighting is and mm -hmm. so the fact that it was a light director or whoever it was that's in charge of the um, movie. Mm -hmm. I wish I knew her why, name, but I know it's a woman. Why it looks so Poppin. beautiful, because there's an art to that. It's not just about regular lighting. It's how to capture the hues of our rich tones. Right, right. <laughs> also, um, Ryan Coogler, the director, who some of you may know from Creed and also Fruitvale Station, mm -hmm. um, he, so usually Marvel has their own kind of like people mm -hmm. that you can use for films, but Ryan, he brought in a lot of his own people mm -hmm. uh, to help out with this film. So I think that was um, also shown through the film because mm -hmm. it was just nothing like I'd ever seen before in nothing. any Marvel movie ever. I, I was, um, I got home uh, later that day and there was like a whole Marvel movie marathon and they were showing like thor and captain america and i was just like i can't watch this after i just saw the black panther like i don't even care to see thor in his luxurious blonde hair like where where are the afros where are the dreadlocks where like i don't care to see any of this so and even speaking on comparing it to the other marvel movies because like marvel movies and just regular generally superhero movies are not necessarily known for being like deep right mm -hmm. and that's fine like no one's looking for like full, full, full depth and layers and backstory to these um, films, especially because there's a whole universe in canon for Marvel. So like, if you are a comic book person, you know what's going on already. Yeah, I was about to <laughs> say, as a comic book person mm -hmm. or someone who's like really into superheroes, like there is a whole other this, side yeah. that goes very deep, but right. like- And you know that and- Worldly wise, like- mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, if you're, if you're just going to watch the movie and you're just like a superficial fan, like I mean, like me, it's not a bad word, <laughs> a superficial fan, like you're fine with what the movie gives you in general. but. Like Black Panther was beyond that. Like this movie was so much better than the other Marvel, other Marvel movies because it went so layered and so deep. Mm -hmm. And even like the way that Ryan Coogler, like the plot didn't necessarily like fully go the exact way that it goes in like the um, comic book universe, mm -hmm. but it was able to be tied in to like what the realities of today were. Yeah. And like literally my sister and I were like discussing like how, how did the plot come to be? And we were like, probably the question that was asked was, if Wakanda actually existed, what would it actually look like today? Mm -hmm. And what would world politics look like today? Yeah. And that's literally what was rendered. Yeah, because a lot a lot of people had that question of like, what if? Like we had those questions of like, what would it look like if Africa was not colonized? And we all had those questions of like, what if? And mm -hmm. even when we talked about it in the Ancestry episode, just mm -hmm. like kind of talking about like our culture and like, you know, just like what it feels like to ident closely identify with that. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Um, also, um, I was—I was. Let me tell you, I did so much nerding out on this film last <laughs> night. Um, but I was, you know, really like just diving into themes that I—I I felt were heavily pr present in the film. But also, um, just taking from what Ryan Coogler said to be two uh, central themes in the movies, which is about responsibility and identity, mm -hmm. and kind of what do the powerful owe those in need. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that was like a struggle for for the Black Panther, for Wakandans, and just kind of how to really navigate that. Mm -hmm. So something I thought that was really cool with, um, is like the actual coming of Black Panther. So mm -hmm. like, I'm pretty sure the comic book is based off of like, the name from the Black Panther Party. Like, so mm -hmm. the fact it that- It actually like, came out a few years before. Before? Yeah, before the Black, Black Panther, Panther Party. Yeah. Or maybe the, I don't know what chicken or the egg, which one came first in yeah. terms of like- Yeah, they could have the really, yeah. yeah. Or like mm -hmm. who pulled what. But um, I just thought it was really awesome because like 
Ryan Coogler is from the Bay Area, and mm-hmm. like that's pretty sure that's where Black Panther started. Mm-hmm. So just having that element like be in the like, yeah woven in yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. originally like um uh, Killmonger or is from uh like. In the comic book arc, he really is like raised in Harlem. Right. But the fact that like Ryan switched it to being on the West Coast, I thought that was really specifically amazing. Oakland. Yeah, Oakland, that was like that was, was really good. great, and I thought that mm-hmm. was like a really cool part of like everything that he did. Right. I think maybe a direction we can go in with this is like, I mean, we're on the Black Triad, mm-hmm. talking about like our perspectives of the movie based on our like identities, and it's I think especially because the movie is so heavily about the relationship between Black Americans and black Africans, like, from the continent, like, and the, I guess, the tensions between that, those groups, let's talk about that. And I feel like I have my views as a Caribbean person as well, definitely, Mm -hmm. (laughs) as being, like, in this case, in the middle, but, yeah, we'll we'll get to what I mean later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, this is Dara, I'm just gonna go in about... (laughs) <laughs> the peak Nigerianness in this film, though, <laughs> if y'all ain't peep it. So <laughs> I peeped it. There's a point where I was like, "This is Derek." Yeah, 100%. I'm like, I wish I could text her, but I'm watching the movie right now too. <laughs> so um, when I was like, just I guess researching before the movie even came out and listening to interviews, um, I listened to Chadwick Boseman talk about um, the accents and like where they were like coming from in terms of like dialect coaches and stuff. So they were saying for, you know, um, Wakanda split into five tribes. So for the four tribes that decided to stay under the Black Panther, um, Chadwick was saying that the um, the dialect that they chose to use was a uh, South African Kosa. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's where that comes from. It's like the Jabari, but then he said the Jabari tribe, mm. it, <laughs> that they were, um, their dialect was supposed to be taken from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, cool, bet. Like, that's so awesome. <laughs> but then when I come to see the movie, I'm just like, wow, the way that these people are Igbo. Oh, this is Igbo <laughs> dialect all day. But that's day. the thing, I literally, like, as soon as, as soon as Mbaku spoke, I was like, oh my God, like, I need to, t- I really wanted to text you so badly, uh, and I was like, I cannot. She's watching it right now, and it will spoil it technically. But jeez, yes, like, yo, it was so real. good. Like even the people sitting next to me, I was like, my friends sitting next to me, I was telling them like, yo, he sounds like every uncle, every. I, I am done. I'm Are you done? Are you finished? <laughs> And then on top of that, how rude he was with that. Yo, anytime somebody white explains shit to me, I'm barking. I'm going to bark. I don't care. Like, That's the best way we got to do it. Put my stuff at their place. Right? You got to bark them down. Barking. Just, but oh what about God. White History Month? <laughs> <laughs> and then even that joke about, uh, like, if you keep talking, I'll, like, I'll make my children eat you. <laughs> it's like, just kidding. We're with <laughs> but I got you though. Got you in that white fear though. Okay. Like, <laughs> oh my god, was so beautiful, amazing. And then even too, like some other parts that are like Nigeria related was definitely um when they were in the Zambezi forest in northern Nigeria. So it was kind mm. of like it's trying to like Boko Haram and yes. um, mm. Lupita Nyong'o's character um being a spy and was basically trying to infiltrate all for her mans to be like wait but i'm getting coordinated can you please come and she's like right she likes like her team like, 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 i'm gonna save our right, people out right. like, okay okay whatever. whatever i guess i'll come and what i'm cracking up when they were like you like you saw nothing nothing happened here you told a bunch of Nigerians that nothing happened here, <laughs> that y'all done fell from the sky, and you've been telling you've been, every goddamn body. You've been gone for two months, and you're you back, and it's like, how'd you get back? It's like, oh, you know, I don't know. I don't know, no. It's like, no, they all was like, 
this fucking panther ass motherfucker came and saved in us. a onesie came out the sky right you mm-hmm. will not believe <laughs> yo uh, but yeah I thought it was just really cool how they tried to really tastefully like take from um, like actual African ethnic mm-hmm. groups and tribes like it was just like so awesome and also shout out to Winston too because he really did a good job with the Nigerian accent when like, I found I out was he actually was very... actually Caribbean yeah I was like oh no wait a goddamn minute like y'all really were on it with like <laughs> I don't know if you were like a method actor yeah. or what but like or he took a trip to definitely hangs out or they <laughs> sat in, right for a month. in front of some Nollywood movies and mm-hmm. was just like boy just watch <laughs> and get this down because I was even in the theater with some like act like Nigerians who were like who grew up in Nigeria. And they were like, is he, is he Igbo? <laughs> and we were surprised that he was like from Trinidad. So it's like, that's just like the diaspora in effect. Like mm-hmm. we came and we saw, and we conquered, like yeah. we really did crush this film, like collectively as black people. I'm just mm-hmm. so overjoyed. Mm. Love it. Love it, love it. So can we just hurry up and talk about Killmonger? Eric Killmonger. How are you going to hurry up and talk about him? Because <laughs> like that, yeah, Killmonger is really the star. Yeah. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. yes, it's Black Panther. Um, like, I'm not really ashamed to say. Killmonger is and a lot, yes. So just as the resident regular Black on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on uh, the podcast, I, oh, man, like there's just so much to unpack mm-hmm. about um, Eric. Open my notes. Yes, <laughs> yes about Eric Killmonger's uh, character and uh about being an african-american and about um about this idea of being like the outsider mm-hmm. um there was uh this the, a lot of times it was said in the scene like the idea of letting this outsider in and letting um and i think even um daniel kaluuya's character kind mm-hmm. of alluded to that because um because it even kind of touched on a bit of like immigration in, in yes the, it did a whole lot in the movie mm-hmm. um just the idea of like letting outsiders in and um what will that do for us yeah what, what it'll do it for like? they, they give us our their their worst and i was just kind of like oh they bring their problems to, with us with yeah, them yeah, yes yeah. and so um so yeah with uh who said the daniel said yeah, that? yeah. His character said that, yeah which i just have just as a brief side note, apparently homie is still in the sunken place. As a character. As a character. No, no, no. In real life, very much popping. But in the movie, uh, what was his character's world. name? Uh, something I cannot pronounce it. It was something uh, with a W, it, an apostrophe, something. Oh, Wakabi. Wakabi. Yeah. <laughs> it was Wakabi. It was Wakabi. Yes. Yeah, it was Wakabi. And so, sorry, going back to the idea of Eric Killmonger, there was, there was one thing piece that I came across that really just kind of like blew, mm. not like blew my, but it really blew my mind, yeah. Um, just the idea of this Martin Luther King versus Malcolm X, mm-hmm. uh, this like, challenging of ideologies with uh eric killmonger kind of representing this like by any means necessary Mm -hmm. um idea in terms of obtaining like justice um or freedom for um for black people who are oppressed Mm -hmm. um because my cousin she like she i was trying to get her like to not tell me anything about the movie but all she said was let me just tell you this martin versus malcolm that's it it." (laughs) and so when i was sitting in the movie i was just like Oh, like if you want to see my face. And so, um, so when it comes to Eric, I, I feel like he was just like one of the best villains, mm. one of the, mo- the most interesting villains. Mm-hmm. I would um, like anti-hero. I was going to say, say barely villain. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, if we want to call it. Because like, I was also glad about this movie that, um, that there wasn't, that the main like villain, I'm doing little air quotes, that the main villain really wasn't 
a white man because at mm. first I thought that Claw was going was, to be like the main villain, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh okay, like he kind of yeah, is but in like the he is. other yeah, in the, yeah, in the he, actual universe. Yeah, he yeah. is, but I think it added like new complexity with it being Killmonger, um, mm-hmm. very much so. He's also like yeah. a villain, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I think and I appreciate that too, like kind of going off of like my, and I also was uncomfortable at first. I was like, oh, is he going to be Claw? That's like the focus. But then he was like actually killed. And I was like, oh shit. Like, oh, <laughs> real. And my same view about the white CIA person was like, mm-hmm. we always got to have a white person to make people feel, people feel better. But then like the way that they dealt with that, yes. and I really love the direction, the writing for it. Cause like, yes, there are white people in it, right? Uh-huh. Of course, in a perfect movie, there would be no white people in the movie, right? <laughs> but like, yes, there's a white person in the movie. How do we deal with that? By playing the shit out of him at every <laughs> moment, at any time. Here we and, go fixing more broken right. white dudes. Like. From, from literally the like, the side eyes to like uh. the full on just like turn around <laughs> to barking him down. Like all of the things. Where it's or like, like, whoa, colonizer. Like, right. Like, <laughs> like just calling him out anymore. Or like, and I think I read an article that was basically talking about like this movie, like when one of the lessons showed like what being a white ally means and it's like it's not that it's actually being an accomplice so like mm-hmm. in this case like he wasn't just like i'm here to support like he was shooting down yeah stuff too and like about to risk his life to do it and it's like that's what we need accomplices not just allies right but mm-hmm. the way that the movie dealt, right yes. but the way yeah co-conspirators but the way that the movie dealt with the white people with the two white people or one and a half white people since one of them died so early <laughs> was like really refreshing i was like thank god because if claw is the person i'm like Ugh. Again, you yeah. appease the white folk. <laughs> but yeah, no, I really loved it about that. Yeah, it was definitely like wonderfully done in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I think we should also talk about like just the rep- representation of women in Ooh. this film. Like just yes. having all these like dark skinned women Ooh. in a film in lead roles as love interests was mm-hmm. just really awesome. Yes. Um, I think for me, my little star was uh, Shuri. Yes. Uh, Guyana, lady. GT, <laughs> massive. I felt my, as soon as she showed up on screen, I was like, that is me. Yes. And I was like, oh yeah, so she's Guyanese too. Yes. She's a fire. Yeah, I loved her yes. undercut. Mm-hmm. In the, um, she was mm-hmm. hilarious. What are those? <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> She was so fiery and just like bubbly mm-hmm. and also and like brilliant. mad intelligent. Yes. Yeah. Like, the fact that she was right innovative. The fact that she was the one that was like and responsible for all of, like the innovation technology of the weaponry mm-hmm. and and how she that. pushes back on tradition because you know me and my low bride price i was just like yo shuri and i we just like connect because mm-hmm. i see you girl like mm-hmm. yeah tradition i'm out here like not fuck it but like you know we mixing it up you know yeah. put a little flavor in tradition she gave us real like, like 007 vibes yes definitely yeah. Yeah. and like just even the way that they they um show the relationship between them it felt like an actual like siblingship yeah. like it mm-hmm. felt so authentic it was to very see them. cute like play around and how like they trusted each other but you could tell he's an older brother still but mm-hmm. it's still like mm-hmm. in this like not overpowering I'm your older brother and king yeah, way but just yeah. like a true like he accepts from how she is yeah, young too, too. Mm-hmm. so like it was it was really refreshing to see that and yeah. just like sure like just roasting thing. his freaking yeah. uh, African dad sandals like <laughs> <laughs> what are those <laughs> Like I call them sneakers. Right, that had to crack up. Right, you can sneak up on people. Like, (laughs) she really was my favorite. She really also helped to bring out. T'Challa's personality mm-hmm. because he was really like kind of just like laid back and kind of like mm-hmm. serious at but times. He was yeah, sweet was, too. But yeah, he like, was also yeah. what's like I think she helped to bring that out of him. Mm-hmm. Like it showed that like you see like the one way of him being king, but like also like this is your sibling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have that silly like, like back and forth. You. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then it was also really sweet too, just like how emotional she was, especially during his challenges. Uh, like oh my god, she even almost had me tearing up just mm-hmm. how like she was like no, 
<laughs> so yeah, she she was awesome. Really? And then even just how excited she was on the mission, like <laughs> she was like, "Oh, the car!" Just oh, everything was so good. Yeah. Oh man, I just like thinking back to like all the scenes too, and I'm just like, just well done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it and was Shuri and Den- oh my gosh, this Zanai. The like, fact yes. that she was not only like a warrior, Okoye, but like she, I think it's her yeah, name. Yeah, The fact that she was a general. Oh, yeah, like, that's the thing. That's the key. Like all of them were women. But like the fact that the lead person was this yes. amazing. And, and what are like, they called the Dora Doramage or something? With the name. But I, what like segment wise, just in general for being African, I just love that if you didn't know like how the Dora Maje plays into this, mm-hmm. it's like really actually historical. Um the Kingdom of Dahomey and for uh formerly Kingdom of Dahomey, which is now beneath, um the, there was a king that had his warriors, his like literally his warriors, just like how Black Panthers is. It was the Dahomey Amazons. They're mm-hmm. like these awesome women fighters that were um, just as bad at, just as badass. Like they would destroy and like uh, conquer shit. Mm-hmm. So it's just cool to see that reflected also in um, the Black Panther, right? Like and how stoic and powerful and bald and intelligent, yes. calculative, uh, yes, like. Again, even like the the um, loyalty. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Their loyalty to like their country and to what Wakanda, that looked like, yeah. mm-hmm. and like such so that scene with two, just like Wakanda forever. Oh, right. Like mm-hmm. that's sis. But again, and then the fact that like Come everyone, on. at least in the time when um when T'Challa was the Black Panther, how like it, everyone deferred to her basically. Yeah. Like it mm-hmm. was like yes, like in the same way how like you have a president, you have like your like as case commander chief mm-hmm. or the commander chief, but there's also like a person who's your general. Like that's it was really like they had equal say mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. And so it was really refreshing. He leaned to see, on her a lot. Yes. That was really awesome. Mm-hmm. And so like it was really refreshing to see that be a dark skinned black woman with ball head mm-hmm. who don't take no shit either right mm-hmm. but also as a love interest too mm-hmm. like that you have like somebody who's seen it as quote-unquote masculine and can also have love in the movie as well mm-hmm. and like that's something that you rarely see like you like even yeah, you rarely see that dynamic between somebody who has that like strong independent quote-unquote personality who is not like abandoned in terms of like romance yeah and so like the fact that they showed in the movie too i was just like yeah you have it all you you are have you have it all how do you do it my favorite scene was when she whipped off that wig in that night <laughs> scene she was like oh just waiting on the moment to whip that thing off right this hot ass wig okay she's like now let me rock just whip that thing off i, like, I love the little scene when they were in the um casino area where like even the duality in the conversations about like hair mm-hmm. like how yeah. like the, how the Donna's character was like okoye's character was like oh i hate this wig like why do people do this and even like <laughs> Lupita, her name is Nuk- Nicole. Nakia. Nakia yeah. was like, I like it. It looks good. But like, yeah. even like that little like quip, I was just like, look, we have two conversations. Wow, this is happening in the black community tonight. Yeah, like, uh, Lupita's character, uh, Nakia, was just like, yeah, like, whip it. Whip your hair back and forth. Right. I was like, yeah, yeah, Willow Smith coming right. up in this movie. Right. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was really special. Yeah. yeah. So, speaking of Nakia then, um, she was also just great. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Social justice warrior. Yes, mm-hmm. out there doing missions, yeah. doing spy work, going saving under- our girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yes. uh, and being really having the agency to decide if she wanted to be queen or not. Mm-hmm. Like had <laughs> T'Challa in the palm of her hand, but <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, I thought it was really cute their dynamic. He's yes. just like, yeah, it's, oh, did you freeze? Right? Oh, he froze. <laughs> of course, he froze. <laughs> And he's like, stop it! <laughs> and even find out later that it's his ex. Like, you know, he just like adores her so much. And mm-hmm. it's just like, it's amazing. And I think also, too, towards the end, like, 
she was like, oh, yeah, you know, if I'm queen. He's like, really? If I want to be. <laughs> That's if I choose to. Right? I don't have to do anything. And he's like, right, right, you're right. <laughs> like, I'm a chill. I'm a chill. <laughs> oh, and so can we also talk about the queen? Oh, yeah. Mother. Angela Angela Bassett. Bassett. Right. Can you just bottle up whatever <laughs> kind of shea butter you are using for that Ooh. skin? Because... Mm. Yes. I just want to slather it all on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, she was just, uh, when we finally got to see her hair, those beautiful long gray mm-hmm. locks, mm-hmm. I was like, hair goals. Mm-hmm. Um, how but, I want to be when I'm 72. Okay. <laughs> just how I want to be now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So she was also just like, um, just like a, an amazing character also in film. Mm-hmm. As yeah. Well. They crushed it with the female rep- representation, I would mm-hmm. say, for my own opinion. Like, mm-hmm. It was wonderful. So before we hop into the triad segment, I'd like to play a little game with you guys. Ooh, okay, Jigsaw. Let's play a game, right? <laughs> <laughs> so this comes from The Root. Um, Lawrence Ware uh, wrote out what uh, black Greek letter organization which each would each Black Panther character have pledged. So <laughs> I am going to name each character, and you guys will have to guess. Okay. okay? So right. can I already just put my own guess in for one of them? Yeah. Okay. Just before go ahead. we proceed, go ahead. like yes. in my heart, I was literally watching a movie. It was me and my two friends, and at the same time when the Jabari tribe came on scene, me and my friend turned to the, our other friend sitting in between us, and we're both like, "Those are cues. Oh my yep. god, those are cues." Hundred percent. We were like, "I," because me and my other friend are both triggered by cues. <laughs> And so we were immediately like, I feel an uneasiness in my soul. It's like, am I an oil oh spill right now? Like for me, I'm, I'm intimidated and intrigued by cues. And so I was like, oh my God, I'm feeling this like dilemma in my heart. <laughs> so I know that it might, like they are cues, 100%. They can't, they bark. They bark. So yeah. we're going from yes. there. I would have guessed cues for them. For them. Oh, That's yes. one that I'm like, stamped out. Everything else, I don't know if I'm going to be that good at this game, but we'll, we'll, we'll right. see. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you guys are pretty much right in the article. He says... <laughs> He says, um, yeah, the whole damn tribe is a tribe of cute dogs. <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said they never, ever wear shirts. They enter every party by barking. They, <laughs> they love to fight, but at their core, they are good-hearted, loyal yeah. boys. All right. And of, <laughs> he said, and of course, the Jabari didn't care that they got kicked off the yard. <laughs> so, okay, so next, what about Nakia? Ooh, oh, okay, okay well... Oh. Nakia. Okay. Oh, if that's the case, if we're, before Nakia, I'm gonna guess and say Okoye is a Delta. Yes, I was thinking that. Doesn't think yeah. of the. I mean, of course, the red, but also mm-hmm. like this, the fierce independence. Yes. Of it, and how Deltas are known as like their lineage of like deviating from right. AKAs, mm-hmm. and so I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. That was correct? Yep, yeah, yeah, that was correct. Yeah, all right. He says she only wears sorority paraphernalia and is, <laughs> and is always with her line sisters who are all collectively on a natural hair journey. <laughs> That's funny. So I mean, maybe Nakia... So, what about Nakia? Then? Nakia, Nakia might be an Eshiro. I would say she's a Zeta. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking Sherry might be a Zeta. That's why I'm trying, trying to think huh. it through. Like, oh, okay, I'm okay. only thinking, of course, like they're all. Oh, I think Mama's the AKA, no? I it's think Mama might be the AKA. Mm-hmm. I, think, yeah, I think Mama's AKA. I think Mama's AKA. Yes. So what about Nakia? We want to I, get think, I feel like Nakia. So let's go back. If we're putting Ramona or Ramonda as the AKA, then let's bring it back. I'm going to say, she, ooh. And Sherry's in this too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Oh, so yeah, the dang. thing is like, I think. Okay. Let's let's divide this up, Dina. <laughs> I feel like Ramona. Can we cue some AKA, Jeopardy music? We're gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go stick with my heart. I think Nakia's an Eshiro and Sherry is a Zeta. Okay. So we're going with Nakia as. Well, I am Dina. Yeah. yeah. So Nakia is Eshiro and Sherry is Zeta. 
but I'm not married to it. Like that's mm. the thing. Like I can I can see it both ways, and I'm gonna go with my gut. Mm. I'm gonna put that. Um, ooh, that Nakia's is. Ooh, dang it. Okay, I'm gonna go with Nakia's and Zeta. I'm gonna do the opposite of Dina. Okay. Final answers. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I shall read off the description. She's beautiful. She's mysterious. She has a million different hairstyles. She's loyal to the king, but refuses to commit to T'Challa. Only an AKA could make a billionaire, oh, a bazillionaire king who has the nicest ride on the planet walk around with his nose wide open. Huh. Curving guys okay. is what AKAs do. And, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure That's it's in their constitution. Funny. Um, okay, so yeah. So, I'm well proud of it now. Like, yeah, so, so he me, told you what y'all was trying to say. We was, so we that was means, real stush like the mom. <laughs> so then what are we going with for sure? Oh, so, the, so the mom is Eshiro. Yeah, oh, the mom is Eshiro. Sure yeah, yep. So wrong and wrong. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> she was stuck no, no, again. You know what? I don't think it's us. I think it's that. I think maybe that we just make it's only it is right? only like one person's opinion. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so for the for the mom for Ramon Ramonda, uh, he argues regal and wise. The queen of Wakanda is a woman who does not suffer fools. Stylish and beautiful with graying locks. Rem- Ramonda reminds me of a seasoned Zeta who visits the yard frequently because she is now a widow and keeps the young Zetas in line. Oh, God. <laughs> plus, plus, she made the Black Panther's purple drink from scratch, and we all know Zetas can cook. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom's a Zeta, and my mom can very much cook. Um, but, yeah. So, so little facts, yes. Facts. <laughs> yes. Um, and Shuri, they have as SG Rowe. Oh, Let's okay. hear that. I want to hear that. Okay, so I won't read the whole thing, but it says... Um, she is sarcastic but cool under pressure. Mm-hmm. After graduating from Wakanda's university engineering program, Shuri pursued a degree in all the STEM. Yes. Um, sh- the princess of Wakanda would have joined SG Row. Mm-hmm. I'm not sold on that explanation, yeah. <laughs> but whatever. You're right. Not my yeah. article. <laughs> so let's get to the men's. Ooh, okay. That's gonna be hard. Okay. So okay. So yes. So right. who do? Okay. Let's. Oh well, I mean T'Challa is probably definitely an alpha like but it's a throwaway mm-hmm, so i feel like we should, we should take it to a different level yeah right let's, let's do what we think and prove our points about why we think okay. all right for the guys we have yeah, t'challa, t'challa killmonger uh we already got umbaku mm-hmm. and there's wakabi okay 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 i think wait, actually wait so it's t'challa t'challa that's uh-huh. one uh, Killmonger. That's two. We already got three, which is Mbaku. Oh, Mbaku, and then okay. the other ones. And then Wakabi. Wakabi. Wakabi yeah. Okay. So back to Wakabi. Okay. Wakabi might be. He's probably gonna end up being a sigma. A sigma. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then yeah. maybe then Chachala is a kappa. And mm. I think Killmonger might be an alpha. Hmm. Ooh. This is interesting. So yeah, because he's definitely on some al- super alpha male shit. Yes. I'll tell you that. So we want. Do we want to log in these answers? Ooh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. 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 Um. Oh my gosh. So Dina's gonna go with Killmonger as an alpha. Um ooh. So definitely Killmonger as an alpha. I'm sticking with that. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna switch it. I'm gonna put T'Challa as the alpha. And I'm gonna put Wakabi as But he is not no damn Kappa. <laughs> and I feel like it's kind of like, like the same not. way how they kind of like left Shuri for Shuri for um Eshiro and it's like I don't see it, but it's like uh-huh. I guess a throwaway. Like I'm not saying that they're throwaways, but yeah, right. But definitely have to see Kilmarga's alpha. I'm trying to decide. I see he's a sick. I was like maybe Chitala's a sick. Right? But do you maybe, see Kilmarga's a kappa? 
No. Right, that's the thing. So that's Maybe like, Kill, I think I just Killmonger's the intensity castle because of that of top argument. bun he had. And he also, he's the lightest skin out of all of them. Right. Yeah, so he got that top bun and, and them glasses. He's a little fancy. He, he can he dress. So I'm put Killmonger as the kappa. I'm dead. <laughs> and you know, that article's going in that direction too. So. And you, you know what, Sarah? I, I can't even. Just, okay. Just, just so, I'm going to we'll guess. With... I'm putting Killmonger's alpha and you're putting him as a kappa. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, well, I'll read those two last then. Okay. okay. So, and I, I might actually read Killmonger last. Okay. okay. So, uh, so Wakabi, um, he is okay. So Wakabi is an important member of uh, Wakanda's inner circle. He's always lurking in the background, playing close attention to the events as they unfold. His loyalty, his loyalty to family, can at times do more harm than good, and he is awfully fond of the color blue. He would have been a sigma. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> Stick with your gut, Dina. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna read. I was like, is it too obvious? Because he was wearing a blue cape. Yeah, that's what I was in my mind too. And I was like, uh, but yeah. also, this is not the deepest of. Yeah, right. Yes. So, like, <laughs> this isn't the deepest thing Shout piece we came though. across. Just out here, like, roasting okay. his. My opinion. bad. Okay, moment of truth. Okay. Come on, Alpha. Sorry. So you're both going with. Okay, no. I don't even care. Okay, so Killmonger is a Kappa. Oh, it's because he's lighter skin. Okay, whatever. He's a top knot. He got a top knot. Top knot, bitch, in them frames. Okay. It says, 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 it my friend, I told Renee next, I was like, he gonna pop a poke that bitch. Boop. I'm like, you think he give a fuck? He doesn't know. Like, I was so like, sad. I was like, wait. Did he I was actually kill I was her? Like, he just no, gave he... me pop a poke. I was like, he gonna shoot her. Only because I was like, damn, she was right or die. And yeah. it was like, oh no, don't worry about it. Boom. And I was like, oh shit. He <laughs> her. Even Claw was like, oh snap. Yeah, I, didn't, right? I, didn't I, didn't I guess I'm done for. <laughs> yeah, Claw was like, yikes. Oh boy. Um, I was like, I'm in a pickle. <laughs> but yes, it says, do you notice how his hair was always laid even when he was fighting in water? <laughs> Instead of a priceless artifact, he kept his eyes on a beautiful mask. In fact, Killmonger's entire existence in the movie is outfit-based. That dude is pretty. You read between the lines. <laughs> so yes. So yeah, yes. it makes, of course, like, okay, based on this, is like T'Challa would be because alpha leader also. Yeah, like, yeah. I would, I would different. Yeah. But yeah, I can, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, it, it's arguing um, pretty much just Why said like, that, right. that, right. that he's in love with the color black and he's awkward around beautiful women. He's the president of Wakanda's NPHC and wanted his kingdom to be involved in a lot of community, community service. So he's a cap. I mean, an alpha. Him and, Taki- and, the, him and um, Nakia, first fam. Yeah, 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 yeah. of course. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's interesting. So They could have put the shaman man in there and made him a yellow. Oh, like, the, damn. Yeah, right? <laughs> Here's what they said. I forgot about him. Here's what they said about Zuri. It says, he is important to the story, but he wasn't around much. The only reason people knew that Zuri was in a fraternity is because he showed up anytime other frats had an event. Damn. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. And I owe Damn. Yeah, so I think that's a perfect time for us to take a break and then dive into that try to get segment.
Hey y'all, so we're back and we are here for the triad segment. So obviously during the triad segment, we talk about topics that are relation to our identities as being Black Caribbean, Black American, and Black African. And I mean, obviously this entire movie, Black Panther, was all about our relationships between all of these groups, but particularly Black Americans and Black Africans. But I want to argue that Black Caribbeans have a stake in this too. Mm-hmm. And so we're gonna first start off with talking about this fine ass man, <laughs> Killmonger. This fine yet complicated ass yeah, man. Yes, very complicated. Killmonger. And I, he's my favorite character for many reasons, but let's start off. Yes. Mm-hmm. Arguably, like the most dynamic mm-hmm. character of the movie next to Shuri. Mm-hmm. Um, just the layers there. Um, and even just like when he was first introduced, like can we just maybe like talk about that scene? Yes. When he was first introduced, <laughs> In true Museum Bay <laughs> with the hair looking all laid. He yes. stole my hair stuff. Actually, it was not fine. laid, it was straight up. It was oh, a yeah. bun. Well, like, <laughs> it was yeah. an artsy yeah. bun. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Looking very artsy fartsy at the Black Smithsonian. Um, glasses. Um, so yeah, and then just yeah, I don't know yes. where to go. Laying the that. knowledge. <laughs> yeah, laying down. the knowledge yeah. down with um oh my god. First off, another plug for Nigeria. Um <laughs> all those artifacts, <laughs> almost all of them. Like, I think there was like one Benin. And yeah. then it's like, oh, they had the Edo, which is another mm-hmm. uh, ethnic group in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Then I think they might say one was Yoruba. Um and yeah, so the last piece they were like that had the vibranium mm-hmm. in it. Um oh gosh, there's so complexities too with Precious metals and yes. resources, and mm-hmm. we will discuss which, which he brought up in that scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So in that scene, he tells the curator who he is seemingly poisoned, also, which is not good. Just reading her to her death. That shit was funny as fuck. But um, he was just telling her like, oh, like <laughs> when he talked about that piece, he's like, no, this piece is not from Benin. It's for it's from. Um, it was taken from there. <laughs> but, but it's originally it, from, yeah, Wakanda. from Wakanda. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, I'll be taking that. And she was just like, taking a... You this can't do pers- that. Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, how's it? It's like, that's, that's, that's not for sale. <laughs> like, oh, so how y'all got this, though? Right? <laughs> it's like, um... So y'all y'all bought it from the people you took it from, or mm, how that work? Mm-hmm. And she's like, <laughs> and he's like, mm-hmm, bitch, that ain't decafing your right? cup. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> sipping on it, <laughs> sipping, 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 talking like you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, that was a lovely scene. I just really liked him, like just spilling the truth mm-hmm. and just like, uh, I just love with like black folk read yeah. white folk read and whiteness, white like capitalist societies for Phil. Like, it shows us that the histories that a lot of white people have taught us is not the not the real facts mm-hmm. um and so it makes you even think about the museums we even go to now the textbooks we even read right like it's not the real truth and so yeah i just thought that that was so awesome the way he challenged her mm-hmm. and just look like the goals in his mouth and just like straight up challenge this white lady mm-hmm. in her fancy job and just like nah but she hears where you wrong though. And also, but it's like y'all been following me this entire time since I walked into the museum. Oh, I was oh like, yeah, he, he okay. did call that. He did call that out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's like, can I help you, sir? Like, mm-hmm. and then also, what I really love about Kilmarnock too is just like dynamics of the. Um, not even I would say the ratchetemic because yes. he's just mm-hmm. like he's an MIT grad like mm-hmm. <laughs> like for grad school and is out here with the grills the locks like slaying knowledge mm-hmm. like woke as fuck like 
yes, Michael, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Eric, rather. Um, so I wonder if this quells all the little hate that people were getting saying he didn't date black women. It's like, so now y'all love him, huh? So now y'all love Killmonger. <laughs> Team Killmonger. Yes. yes. No, but yeah, I Bay think that the way that the character was built up in that way where it's like, and I think we'll talk about it later too, the idea of like, he came from Oakland. He grew up in a struggling like area, and like even though he went to MIT, mm-hmm. like he still you can't take the Oakland out of somebody, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so like the way that that dynamic was like played out in not only like his dressing but and his costuming, but also like his character and his politics, right? Behind that politics mm-hmm. for sure. So let's talk about his politics. Yeah, because yeah, also just want to also talk about like the. Well, yeah, it also impacted very much his politics, but like the layer of trauma that's also there mm-hmm. and how that was very much layers, ignored. Yeah, the layers, like that. yeah, mm-hmm. that was very much ignored mm-hmm. by the Wakandans because they're just kind of like, oh, he's this outsider. But like, look at all the experiences that he's gone through, the trauma of seeing his father there dead in, mm-hmm. in their living room, and, the and, trauma of war. Right. Um, and also, the, like, again, the, the idea of like outsider, it's like, that's your literal cousin. That's yeah. your that's your brother's, yeah. sorry, your um, uncle's son. Or like, be cracking up. Hey, Auntie. Right, that was that was. It was clutching her pearls. There was so many. But you have to do some pass though. Like, sat, well, it was funny too when um, Zuri told uh, uh, T'Challa the truth about what happened. Mm-hmm. I was actually surprised the child didn't say anything, even when Eric is standing right there. Right. You're still yeah. not gonna. But, but like, you know what? That, that scene was even powerful yeah. too because you could tell that he they, was like, like conflicted. That, conflicted that, that little like, baby shit. in his forehead was like, yes. <laughs> like he, he is one of those people. He's like a. a naturally good person yeah and so the idea that he's like you know this truth you're still you're i think he's still in that scene like battling with the fact that his father did that yeah so mm-hmm. he hasn't been able to like even digest the fact that like his brother his his father killed his brother mm-hmm. and then left, left his, his son, son. Oh my and God. so and that who was his cousin mm-hmm. and so he's really dealing with that reeling with that and yeah. then the idea that he just shows up you're like oh shit right who knew that i was he, he was showed him like cousin he was, right he's trying to hide it thinking like he's never gonna pop, pop up, up again and, uh, and oh surprise dude. and i was like what is Here he talking go. about cousin and you're like oh, oh. Right. mr crowd's <laughs> meme happening <laughs> in his heart and so like yeah like i i that was like a telling moment of like like you said like he's not gonna tell them and it's like but would would you yeah, like and if yeah. you were in that boat too like that's a really hard like that's a lot mm-hmm. yeah. and then also like the, the scene too where um when T'Challa gets reborn again for the second time and mm-hmm. sees the ancestors and his dad's like hey it's time for you to come he's like no <laughs> absolutely not there are some questions that need answers okay, okay? and like that even that and I don't want to okay, we're talking about Killmonger now so I won't get yeah. so deep into this right now yeah. but like even the idea that like this man has defied his father in this way and how like uh, how how that may go against a lot of people's traditions mm-hmm. unlike you know the father this person was revered like i'm assuming like one of the greatest kings and things right. were nice and golden age and all the stuff and you're here like no like you're flawed yeah and how to exactly. do with somebody who you put on a pedestal as flawed like let's we'll get to that next in the next part of this yeah. um segment but mm-hmm. yes going back to killmonger yeah, so then we maybe want to talk about the scene in which he sees his father then. Oh, yeah. When he goes back to the Ooh. land so of well, his. Well, can, we, can, can we talk about his father? Yeah. Yes. Before he dies. Sterling. Yes. <laughs> Sterling is having yes. the year of his life. He right? is, for real. <laughs> like, that that part where, like, you're just seeing, like, this person who looks like a kingpin, like, kingpin drug person or whatever mm-hmm. in Oakland. The fact that, like, when you find out he is also a Condon and, like, the reasons why he betrayed or if you would even put it in the word, I don't even think you yeah, would put it in the words betray- of betrayal. It's but like, interesting, yeah. Yeah, like the Ooh, fact that he he heavy. did what he did, and like it was seen as betrayal. But it's like, but do you see like you sent me to this country mm-hmm. as a spy, 
and we have people suffering here, but we're doing nothing about it. And this is the reason why, like, kind of like a Robin Hood complex of like, I'm stealing from us. I'm taking from our mm-hmm. like stuff to mm-hmm. give to other people who look like us and yeah. how that was not met with like heroism. It was met with like betrayal yeah. and mm-hmm. then he was killed. Mm-hmm. Right? But then also the complexities too of like, do you still go and help people? Cause it's like one, I don't think, I, I can't remember Ster- Sterling, we call him Sterling, <laughs> but Sterling's character, the brother, um, it's like, you, did you even ask? He just kind of decided, like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't even think my brother would even uh, uh, let tradition, like, you know. But pass, I wonder, like, cause I know, know I, I, may, I wonder, because I'm, I'm assuming like, I'm, we're not going so deep because the movie only goes so far. Yeah, I'm like, everyone was he, so mad. Can I say real quick? Yes. Everyone was so mad about how short the movie was. It should have been four hours. You should have okay. been uncut. <laughs> we were all sitting there for over two hours. They have and a, people mm-hmm. still were like, this movie is too short. I think they have an uncut version. Like, I think, oh, like, do they? Yeah, like, which is like four hours. Yeah, oh but like, I think, like, there was one, like, before the previews, like, somebody, what I was reading somebody did say like they watched like an uncut version of it mm-hmm. and like it does go deeper into like Killmonger's Background, life and all that stuff yeah. so like hopefully they released that because I will watch all four hours of it. <laughs> yeah, I will yeah. definitely but True. um yes. going back like I can imagine that like in the backstory of that he knew that his like their culture wasn't going to do that like mm-hmm. not even his brother but like the entire culture was set up that way because it's been that way for so long yeah mm-hmm. that like he probably even the same way with um Nakia like she mm-hmm. wants to do humanitarian yeah, work outside yeah, and even yeah. that's not with like a girl what you doing yeah like you don't mm-hmm. know how to do that so like yeah. i can see that he felt he had no Choice. other option but to even though the route was weird because yeah, he used claw yeah yeah, yeah. But, this white man who yeah. almost infiltrated the country and exposed everybody exactly. without them knowing that that's not okay right and especially yeah. if you're a royal fit like that's not okay but again, I, like that's how i could see it as betrayal right but like, i can yeah. see where i can see stone's character being like a, at what cost like how yeah, can we get this cost. done because you're not going to do if i ap- appeal to you with like logic mm-hmm. this is not gonna you're not gonna fly that way right. so i can mm-hmm. see the struggle with that yeah. definitely but and with weaponry too like whose hands is going to get into because mm-hmm. i think it's like like when we talk about wakanda and like what they like why they chose to stay isolated mm-hmm. like even though i'm just like no we could be liberating our people like blah 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 and black people around the diaspora i still get it like yes. i get why they decided to <laughs> front like they're a third world country yeah. for like Just, they're poor and destitute yeah right because like if you look at the rest of Africa you can literally see it's a case study of what white people do and they mm-hmm. exploit the resources that you have mm-hmm. so I yeah. completely like yeah it's painful because you don't you understand your people are suffering but damn like giving that access because it's not just you it's like it's when people world, know it's the, the world knows capitalist yeah. society mm-hmm. neoliberal society like you know so it's just like Oh my yes. God! This is a goddamn movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and so um, also the uh, Sterling King Brown is his name is Njobu. Njobu. Yeah, okay. just so he can give. Uh, and the father's uh, name is Chachaka. Chachaka. Yeah, like Chachaka. Yes. So much. Yes. But yeah, so like, so that part where like we know the father's about like liberation of all people and whatnot gets murked on the spot. Yeah. Right. And then we find out that Killmonger, whose name I can't, whose Wakandi name I can't remember right now. Yeah. Wakanda name, but um he sees that something's wrong and runs up and sees father dead. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's kinda like the rebirth of like different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Different Killmonger. Yeah. And it was interesting too, like I think Tara was talking about when he gets reborn, uh, Killmonger and when he's back in Oakland. Yeah. Because like, I was curious to see yes. like what it would look like when he would then like go back to like I think they call it like the land of their ancestors, their mm-hmm. ancestral land. Um and so I'm like, Oh, like is he gonna go back to Oakland or is he going to go, you know, and fact, back to Wakanda? But he had Oakland never gotten like- amazing yeah like like this yeah that scene though like yeah when he was back in that room with his father um 
and like there's just the flashbacks of him as a boy mm-hmm. and then him as a man um and the solitary tear that was yes so yes because it mm-hmm. and Hashtag i like the way card. that yeah. <laughs> i like the way that they humanized um, mm-hmm. Killmonger very mm-hmm. much because I think sometimes with Marvel movies when you see uh, how uh, villains and or them doing little air quotes come to be it's like oh they drink too much of the <laughs> of the elixir right. and, and then they're, they're like oh and then there's this disfigured monster but mm-hmm. it was like this is what like he was a boy mm-hmm. and um, they were experiences that led up to him becoming Killmonger and, and that, that's why I'm like I need to maybe right. even just not even refer to him as that because like right that's like, like yeah. I don't even see him as um, like a supervillain that way yeah right um, just call him Eric like, yeah we'll just call him Eric <laughs> call him by his <laughs> ancestral name call him by his name okay. <laughs> I was gonna say the only the closest that any superhero movie not necessarily Marvel um, but any superhero movie that's gotten to that that close of like an in-depth look at the villain was like Bane with Batman. Oh, oh yeah, that, yeah, That was even closest. And I was, I was even telling, like, my sister, I was like, yeah, like, Bane has a backstory. But even that backstory doesn't go as deep mm-hmm. and doesn't resonate as much with me as Eric's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, that one is a true, and it's something, it's something you can relate to. Yeah. yeah. And it's something that's currently happening and has been right. a sentiment of many people mm-hmm. to, to this day. Yeah. yeah. But I guess for me, too, just looking at, like, the pod, like, because he's so layered, Eric. Mm-hmm. Um like, I understand where he's coming from totally, like, for real, for real. But then it's just also looking at ways, other ways in which he's shaped. So, like, I really like the idea of the CIA guy talking mm-hmm. about him. So, like, when Eric comes and gets reborn, he orders them to burn all the purple yes. violence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the CIA guy was like, well, well, that's kind of what we taught them to do. Like, <laughs> like I told yeah, what he was trained like, you know? so, like, he, so, Eric also has this, like... Yeah, like he's not like this total villain. He's layered, but he does have these really like somewhat evil ten like tendencies that are not good. I want to talk about that specific scene too, Mm because there's like two ways to view it. Like the idea that like you're burning down all the like all the flowers and stuff to make sure there's no king after you. Yeah, is on the one hand, it's like you can see that as a almost like, and again, like I might be talking my ass, but you can almost see that as like a no more monarchy shit. Like no more having all this power in one place. Let's spread it out Mm -hmm. and let's break down the structures that were in place before that left one group in like glory and the other ones in pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you can see the other way where it's like absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. And be like, so you think you want to be the last person because you don't want anyone else to, you want to be the greatest of all time basically. Yeah. Yeah. So but I, I see that's I see, what I was getting from him. Cause right? I was also I thinking what about legacy there? Because, mm-hmm. and, but then also like when you think about it, his father in terms of the legacy, he was, he, his father wasn't able to leave like much of a legacy to him. I mean, except for the book that explained mm-hmm. where he came from. Mm-hmm. So if like for me, when he burned, those I was like, but what about your children? And your children's children. Yeah. Your children's children's children. And for me, the way I saw it, like, I saw it your way too, but the way I saw it was really like a fuck all this power structure. Mm-hmm. Like just burn it down literally. This will be the I will be the last king. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not and of course in a self he's I see him seeing it as a selfish way, but also in like a fuck this shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also for me too, he was choking up too many aunties for me to be right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I was like, you hurt him way too You shot your bitch. Let me stop. You choked up auntie, you, mm-hmm. you gave her the, the mean throw up in the air, <laughs> then, yes. then you sliced Wakanda forever, chick. Like, mm-hmm. listen, mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, I do love you, Michael, but this, <laughs> you hurting way too many women. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that was like, and that part- scene, I just felt like they were like, okay, we got to give you something so we like, you like really don't like him, yes. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> he's so layered. Because <laughs> yeah. I think, too, like, 
with because I looked at all, all the things I bribed with him for, and then just some of the things I was just like, you seem like, oh, I want I don't want to. You seem like like how the U.S. military structured system of just mm-hmm. like hegemonic power coming yes. in. Like I felt that and I didn't like that. And, and then, that, like, yeah, I mean, he was, he was like, in the army or he was in the military, exactly. so he mm-hmm. his character built that. Yeah. type of mentality as well even though he's For supposed sure. to be like anti-colonialism anti-white mm-hmm. power structure it's like well who taught you that yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. he's using white supremacist moves on his own thank you that's yes. exactly yes. that's yes. exactly yeah. yeah and that's what T'Challa like, like hinted at at the end too yeah. he was like yeah but you go about this the wrong, wrong way, way. Yeah, right. yeah. or the way <laughs> that like because I think especially with the character like his anger was 110% valid. Yes. But the entire time, there's nothing wrong with his argument whatsoever. But again, like, I think what makes it, again, so complex is that idea where it's like, well, then what are, what's your solution to it? Yeah. And are your solutions actually about you giving liberation to the world or is it about you Yeah. and being angry? Mm-hmm. And, what, and what does that look like and how would that look yeah. if you did it differently? Mm-hmm. I think, too, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like there was a scene where Eric was talking about, like, oh... I think talking about T'Chaka and how it's like, oh, you, you like people like took my father away from me mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I think there was just like paralleling it to um, Libya when Gaddafi was uh, mm. um, overthrown. And I think what happened with Gaddafi is that he wasn't even like executed. Some dude just went up and like killed him. Like he was in the crowd and they like snatched up and one dude just like offed him. Mm-hmm. And the dude said, Oh, it's because, like, you know, he killed my father, blah, blah, blah. But everybody else around was like, so he did that to me? Who are you to just decide that mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. your, <laughs> like, that you're the one making the rules and you decide how much pain people are, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There was just something about, like, Killmonger being so, like, vengeful that it sounded so more personal than it sounded, mm-hmm. like, liberating yeah. everybody else. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. He's so complex. But I do love his character. Right. Yeah. So I want to go back. I don't know if we talked about it already, so cut me off if I did. Mm-hmm. Right? But going back to, like, the father of Killmonger, mm-hmm. where, like, even the representation of, like, what it meant when T'Chaka killed the brother and, like, yeah. how that's, like, kind of, like, it almost seems like that's where, like, the genesis of the split between the two communities and the mm-hmm. two diasporic groups. Like, <laughs> schism. That's, that's where it really, that's what it really represents. And, like, the idea of, like, even where um, T'Challa was, like, you didn't bring him home. No. Yeah. Like, what? What is that what? about? And like, the idea of like, it's correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Tara, since you represent the <laughs> resident regular, regular black, black. Uh-huh. <laughs> but like, that's the sentiment that a lot of Black Americans feel, where it's like mm-hmm. they're not, they don't feel accepted yeah. by Black Africans, and that they're just like the problematic cousins mm-hmm. that are cast off to the side, and, they and like, like they don't have, they don't can't like be welcomed back. Like the half sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and it was that the idea that goes back to um, like the idea of like the outsider, and um, that was like said so many times in the movie about Eric, and it's like, yo, dude flipped his lip and like had like the blue yeah, light right? thing, <laughs> the vibrant name. name. Yeah. That, yeah, like right. he was I had a Wakandan. His daddy and, died when he was ten, so how about that? He really tried, like yeah, you know, learned the language, yeah, right? and so yeah, so it was like he, like. Just, just this trying, 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 but it's like still very much um, feeling like uh, the outsider. And mm-hmm. um, I remember my sister and I actually had a conversation, just kind of like flipping back to our ancestry episode, because my sister and I were having this conversation, like because a lot of our ancestry uh, linked us to Nigeria, and I were like, now what? <laughs> like, <laughs> so um, can we like try the food? Like, can we like <laughs> wear some of the garments? Right. But then there was this like this hesitation there because we were like can't but we're we're just so again here's the word like outside 
of mm-hmm. like the experience we didn't grow up with it but yeah i mean it's literally in our in our dna yeah. but like how can we you know immerse ourselves into it mm-hmm. so um so yeah so seeing uh eric try really hard to like mm-hmm. really try like hijacking a plane to go to wakanda <laughs> like really trying that's um, a real try that's a real try uh, to fit in yeah like it just reminded me of that conversation my my sister and i had like mm-hmm. so we know our ancestry now what yeah. well, i think that makes a good parallel because i remember we were talking about this before where like the the even the um in the side uh debate about like appropriation mm-hmm. right and like what is cultural what does cultural appropriation look like within the diaspora does it even exist yeah. in the first place right mm-hmm. and so like the parallel with like killmonger or um, eric i wish mm-hmm. i had his his real name <laughs> um look it up as we see but yeah, but, but eric um him trying so hard to be a part of his culture that like he keeps getting pushed out of for many reasons again complex reasons mm-hmm. but like reasons nonetheless and it's it's hurtful for him like the idea of like when people who are not black African like want to like even though the um, comments about like people dressing up for the premiere and whatnot mm-hmm. and all the think pieces that are making a rerun or comeback of like don't appropriate our culture and it's like well what is our culture and who's a part of the culture mm-hmm. and what does that look like and how and this how complex it gets even in like real world um situations um with the relationship between groups within the diaspora yeah mm-hmm. Um, I think too, I guess being the African (laughs) in the group, um, when it comes, I feel like African, I can speak for West Africans, especially because um, we're affected by the triangular trade and stuff. But um, I think with Africans, we actually are really cool with sharing culture. Like, we're Mm -hmm. like, Firstly, let me just say that I feel like sometimes cultural appropriation is used way too often. Mm-hmm, like, at mm-hmm. first it was being found, like, you know, talking about the, he- like, hegemonic ways of whiteness and mm-hmm. like how, like, that's different. Like, but then I sometimes just feel like cultural appropriation, like, people are so quick to use right. it. And mm-hmm. it's just like, all right, like, sometimes you'll need to show. So Africans tend to be really, 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 um, like, cool with, like, what eating food like we are happy we are so happy to share culture like mm-hmm. that is like a huge well, the thing Caribbean's the same. yeah yeah very happy like mm-hmm. you know because sometimes people will say like oh i think some of my friends have even sent me like videos of like oh look at these white people wearing like um jelly and like ankara and dutch wax and like w- like what are they doing it's just like oh, okay so that's a wedding and like in weddings like you have to right like, like even you have to even though your your skin not may not look fleeky because it's <laughs> white against all that bright ass color you're kind of like have to like it's a part of the thing like you're mm-hmm. joining or whoever is joining to this family you have to wear mm-hmm. the you know the print so mm-hmm. it's like you know there's sometimes thin lines, but I guess when it comes to African, like to fellow Black people to in the diaspora who were taken from us, like you are completely allowed to participate in the culture. Like there's no like oh like you know I you know what it is. There was this article that talked about cultural appropriation or or like what where the thin line is between like uh, people in the diaspora and Africans. Mm-hmm. So it was saying that it's not cultural appropriation, but Black folk in the diaspora, in the Caribbean, uh, in the in the Americas in general, South and North, mm-hmm. can be clumsy in the ways in which they approach. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, clumsy is like, I'm like, that's a good word. I actually kind of like it because it's describing like some things because of the separation and how history is taught and that we don't mm-hmm. all know each other's history. So we're just starting now to kind of come back and get it. There's sometimes this mythization mm-hmm. <laughs> of Africanness and sometimes black people in the diaspora think of Africans in a certain way that's not necessarily 
correct. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I know for me, I've had experiences where I'm trying to like unteach some of those things from people. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. So, okay, I have a story, quick example. So I know this person that, you know, loves telling people that their name is Ebo. Mm-hmm. And I'm an Ebo speaker. So, and so they told me, you know, their name or whatever. And they like, oh, yeah, it means this in Ebo. And I'm just like, <laughs> sorry to break it to you, but that's, no, it's mm-hmm. not Ebo. And oh, it's like Ebo. Yeah, it's oh. not, like, you know, and it's like, I'm, I literally speak. So, so that's one thing. So I told the person this. Then this person continues to still, still tell people that their name is Ebo. And it's mm-hmm. just like, how, this is like, at what point is it ignorant and you're being disrespectful versus mm-hmm. like, I'm literally an Igbo speaker. It's like, we're not dead. We're not a dead language. This is a very live culture. Like, mm-hmm. like, and I'm a speaker, an indigenous speaker of this language. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you that it's not. Yet you continue to tell people why. Because you don't think anyone's going to check you. Because you don't think that, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like some things like that. It's just like, do I have this like privilege as an African? Like, I know where I came from. I speak this language, blah, blah. But then at the same time, it's like, do you like, if we're having this exchange and we're trying to teach each other mm-hmm. about even like just black Caribbean culture, black American culture, like we're all trying to learn from each other and like respectfully, you know, cause it's not just like, oh, some people feel like Africans are just the original people. So it's like, oh, we gotta respect their culture. That's it's like, no, we all have our own cultures that we've cultivated. Mm-hmm. And it's just like trying to have this like good exchange within that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, at some points, like, where is it like we're ignoring each other <laughs> and you're just like being disrespectful because I'm literally telling you this is one thing mm-hmm. and this is my goal and you're saying something else. It's just, I don't know, there's like thin line. I totally want to rant, I'm sorry, y'all. But it's just no, like no, no, it's a trying, to, <laughs> trying to like, you know, we're all trying to be respectful of each other as black people and like short, like long, long as a short answer, can people outside of the diaspora appropriate African culture? No, but can it be a, get a little clumsy sometimes? Yeah, but can we fix it and do better? Yeah. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. Like, you just have to be accepting of people telling you something is a different way and being okay with it, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's why I tread so lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, I will Wikipedia thing to death. <laughs> and then I will just like, you know, not, well, that's not like the best way to do research. But I tread lightly when it comes to, like, even like when people, um, like going to, uh, we went to Curl Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, last summer, and everyone was like wearing like dashikis uh, there, and um, I was like, oh, like some of them are like really cute, and like they sell them right on 116th Street in Harlem, and I just remember like looking at them, I was like, dang, they are really cute, and I'm just like, I feel like I don't mm-hmm. have the necessary knowledge in you know in like the prints and mm-hmm. in like the the background for me to just go say like, hey, I'm just gonna go buy this off of 116th and like throw it on and just yeah. Even though most Africans will honestly be cool with it, like they, yeah. so, they really don't care. Yeah. <laughs> they're I think like really just... happy that you're trying to engage. But it's just like when you do like very specific things, like someone who will wear kente, like I don't know, like when they're at the club grinding on some chick and you're wearing like original, it's like. Ooh, like this is complicated. Like, where are you, you know, <laughs> or like you're wearing, like you know, some things have context. And it's not mm-hmm. that many things. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just like not. I, I feel like people can totally engage. Well, just to speak for myself. Other Africans may feel differently, but I really feel like Africans, especially ones I've encountered, really have no problem with people. Even white people, like, yeah, come braid your hair. Like Africans be the first people to be like, yeah, come on. Like, <laughs> you know. So like, it's only one that's like very specific things or like spiritual things or this is what we do at like the shrine or this is what we do at mm-hmm. this that it's just like you should listen and hear what we're saying about that and like that you can't just be walking around with the with the idol on your like 
you know, it's just yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah. There's just some thin so lines that you're like, all right, you know that this is, that you're bugging. But at the same time, like, for the most part, I don't think black people or uh, black people in the diaspora are bugging at all. I think that mm-hmm. they're per- very appropriately in our in the culture because it's our culture. It's mm-hmm. collectively all of our culture. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also there's, like, an interesting dynamic, too, because, like, uh, black Caribbeans in, in the Latin America and in the Americas have their own amalgamation of every African, like, of, of so much West and Central and even like all over Africa like you you guys have like had this combination of being Pan-African whereas Africans don't so sometimes it's like when we get very specific about what our own ethnic group is doing mm-hmm. we forget that like people are like hey we're actually from all over like right. you know mm-hmm. so it's like you gotta give us some leeway we're trying to feel it out yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think like cause I'm like there's a lot of things we were said there I'm like yes and I'm like trying to take mental notes <laughs> and like I'm trying to think of like the Caribbean context and all of this. Mm-hmm. And like, I was telling, I was again, like, right before this podcast, I had like a 30 minute car conversation with my sister about the movie because she saw it last night. And I'm like, I need to talk to somebody now. <laughs> that aneurysm. <laughs> and like, we were kind of talking about like the immigrant experience of being black. And not that I'm first generation immigrant, or basically, my parents immigrated to the US and I'm the, me and my sister are the first born or the other yeah, born people in the US, yeah. right? And kind of like the immigrant narrative and how it was both like helpful and toxic in relationships between like black Caribbeans and black Americans, especially in New York, where they were speaking from a New York context. And like, I think like going off of like you saying like, like Africans or West Africans tend to be very open about their culture. Mm. I do think, and I want to be careful not speaking for all Caribbeans, obviously, but like, as from what I see with Caribbeans, we are also pretty open about our culture. We're stereotypically jovial happy-go-lucky people or whatever but like we do have a rudeness and caribbean word stushness <laughs> um to to all this stuff and so like i'm trying to and i'm not married to what i'm about to say but like i feel like we are more open to like other people taking in and trying to learn our culture than we are to black americans really yes and i'm, uh-huh. and I'm saying i'm not necessarily married to that mm-hmm. right i'm willing to explore it and like if somebody has to go like i don't think so I'm on air, like, but like, I feel like a lot of times, I think it, this always comes up Labor Day weekend. <laughs> and so, uh, if you're not yeah. from New York, Labor Day weekend is when the West Indian Day parade happens in Brooklyn, right? And so, there's always some think piece or always some debate that comes up between Black Americans and West Indians when Labor Day comes up and who's allowed to jump in to the parade, right? Mm-hmm. And who's allowed to wear the flag and what does it mean to participate in that? And I feel like that conversation, like, of course, we may snicker, well, I'll snicker at the white people who have the flags, and I'm like, I wonder if you really are Jamaican, because we do have white people in the Caribbean, (laughs) but it's also goes through Crown Heights and a lot of white transplants there, so, like, it's probably just some guy from from Wisconsin (laughs) with a Jamaican flag eating a jerk chicken that's too spicy for him, but, um, like, aside from the people where it's like, okay, you might actually be Caribbean or so, I feel like people are almost more okay with, like, white people jumping up in it and think and think when when non-caribbean blacks are there it's like deception or that like the idea of like oh you're fronting you want to be caribbean so bad mm-hmm. blank 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 and again mm-hmm. like i'm not saying this is everyone's sentiment mm-hmm. but i do feel like going um to marry it back or to bring it back to like the tensions between groups for different reasons caribbeans also um contribute to those tensions in that way of like being anti-black American. Mm-hmm. And and it's also a lot of that comes from like immigration stories or immigration narratives of like, well, we did it. What about y'all? And mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. 
So um, I was reading some like debates and stuff from um, some uh, really radical African-American women. And they were arguing that, um, so people want to talk about, oh, cultural appropriation of Africans or let's say Caribbean, but just like, okay, so we start uh, policing how you guys mm-hmm. uh, visualize our yes, culture. I was like, going to get to that. I was yes. like, oh, go on. Like, y'all want to take about, on yeah. hip hop stuff? Right? You want to take like, on Let's talk about how you should be saying nigga. Right, you want to take on switching. You want to take on AAVE. You want to take on all these things, but no one wants to call you out for it, right? Yeah, right. So I thought it was interesting too because it's like, it's a different context, right? Because we're we are in your space, mm-hmm. so it's like if we're li- we're all li- like the black child. This podcast is in the basis of context of America. I always mm-hmm. say that in context of the United States. Um, so if we were, let's say, in um, Africa, like there's black Americans living in Africa, or Caribbean Americans living in Africa, or the, in the other spot, Caribbeans, Africans living in the Caribbean, mm-hmm. you know, or even in the UK, like African Americans mm-hmm. living in the UK and Africans living in the UK. It's like where you are, there's there's the prominent culture. Like I think she, the girl was arguing that hyper visualization doesn't isn't privilege or something mm-hmm. like that. So it's just like, but in the same token, it's like where this is the culture of blackness that's prescribed to us and that we're exposed to mm-hmm. and that we live in. So part of your living existence is that culture. So you're like true, and I, I, I would I would slightly push back on that idea too because it's like yes, and also I think. Black Americans, and I'm, I'm going to keep speaking for you, so I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not living the regular but, but, black sleep. <laughs> but I hear from my Black American friends, it's like, that's all cool and whatnot, because yeah, like, you live here, you adopt what's given to you. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But if y'all didn't talk shit about Black Americans and their culture and said it was like, and that's not saying you did, yeah. obviously, mm-hmm. but like, if Black American culture wasn't shitted upon at every single moment, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, like y'all, it's full of crime, and y'all don't respect your elders and all mm-hmm. this stuff. You don't understand the value of education. If they weren't getting all of that, like if it was kind of like you actually, if people pr- appreciated Black culture for what it is, then I don't think people would have a problem with exchange. But you, people take on like Black American culture and then also villainize it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. I think that's where it becomes an issue. It's like, well, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> I, real quick, like another thing too is like. Um, with that, what that um, African American woman was saying about like, oh, you know, people don't necessarily respect African culture and uh, Black American culture and stuff. But I was just like, no, there are definitely certain things of Black Black American culture that I'm like, okay, big this big thing that people know about me. I've always wanted to jump the broom in my wedding, mm-hmm. but I have said time and time again, I will not jump the broom unless my husband is African American. Mm-hmm. Like I would never ever even think of doing that without mm-hmm. having. And some of my Black American friends are like, what? Just do it. Like we're all black, blah blah blah. And I'm like, no. Like this is something very rooted in like slavery like, and how mm-hmm. black people, even besides like being beside white people and them oppressing and oppressing and oppressing them, and they still decide to have some type of thing to signify the love between. Uh, themselves like mm-hmm. you know so I'm just like I could never like jump the broom without having an African American husband like, mm-hmm. so there's things like that like I don't know like I just don't think that it's just like uh, everyone just being really ignorant to African Americans and their like <laughs> and their culture no, no, no. and their culture isn't 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 valid or isn't as valid mm-hmm. as other people but it's just like an interesting thing because I'm like I'm like no there's definitely I feel like there's very African American things right. that are very culturally like so when people say yeah we joke around and say regular black but there's nothing regular right about, no. <laughs> about I, just, you know, yeah. I, mean? I yeah. mostly say that um, in the most like loving way possible yeah, yeah. but loving and jokingly way way possible because like you said there's nothing regular about the black experience but I was thinking about like just the idea of like with um, with African and Caribbean culture and like who like you know 
the difference between like appreciation and appropriation. Mm-hmm. And I was also thinking about um, the, oh, so many thoughts going through my head because I also have something that I want to link back to um, to um, Eric. Yeah, to Black Panther with uh, Eric uh, Eric Killmonger's father. Um, yeah. So just the the idea of um, could we even say like respectability politics? Maybe? Yes. Um, because when we first go to the scene where um, where you have like they, they zoom in on on Oakland and you see his father there and it's this kind of like I can almost like see like a sh- like I kind of notice like this oh like in the theater mm-hmm. when um, when he reveals like oh I'm not like just like the other blacks i'm <laughs> right um and so yeah just like the respectability politics that was that was very much there um but also going back to um what you guys were talking about just in terms of like appreciation appropriation just the idea of like the the term of who's invited to the cookout mm. um and uh like you know you were talking about like you know at the parades and like you know white people that are enjoying um you know the culture and the food and everything and I always get like conflicted when it comes to like talks about like who's invited to mm-hmm. the cookout because sometimes it seems as like the very like bare minimum. Mm. Um, uh, and also like linking back to the idea of like Wakanda in terms of like who they would like allow with within their borders. So mm-hmm. like the guy, um, Ross, even. So Ross, right. oh, I feel like Ross, the CIA guy. Ross, I feel like he gets... He gets invited to the cookout. He could maybe bring home a to-go plate. Yeah, you know, he could bring a to-go, to-go plate. Like, after home. proving himself. Yes, right? after proving himself. Like, in the long run. Yes. <laughs> That's where I think is key. Like, in the long run. And also just, like, the idea of allyship. Because, um, yeah, like, he helps say, but, like, the one area which I'm, like, really conflicted um, about the movie is just what is that going to look like in the long run with them, like, letting people in? Yes. Mm-hmm. What is that going to look like? Um, but also before we move forward with that, just the idea of like the African-American family. I'm so curious about where was Eric's mother? Mm-hmm. Because the like in terms of the African-American experience, like the black mother is so like central to that. Like mm-hmm. she is like the, the everything of, mm-hmm. of the family. So um, just for her not to be mentioned, not to be seen. I know it probably would have made the movie an additional 30 minutes, probably just <laughs> which I'm here into, for. <laughs> uh, which yeah, I would have sat through it. But I was just so curious as to, yeah. you know, where she... Like, boy, I hit the streetlights on. I'm going to get inside. Yeah. <laughs> like, no pictures, no um, mention. But mind you, too, like, that segment you got to think that's probably like 10 minutes of his life like, yeah and, and that's the replay that they keep going back to eric isn't mm-hmm. that like because that moment minutes. also helped yeah. shape who mm-hmm. he became well, I was probably working a double shift somewhere who yeah. knows like yeah. <laughs> we so, have no idea and, and she's not dead so that's why she wasn't with the ancestors like, yeah. right but know? also like what does she know too? and would she be part of the ancestors because she's not wakan then uh, right so i don't think she would show up in that scene anyway yeah. Yeah. yeah right yeah but he's not an orphan Yes. Yeah. That's from the streets. <laughs> the streets raised me. MIT raised me. <laughs> Squad. So do we, we want to then shift the conversation to T'Challa? Because I feel like Eric has just been our favorite. Um, <laughs> whose name, um, I just looked up his Wakanda name is Injadaka? 
Jadaka. He came with the fire though, where it's like, what? who are you? Say my name. Right? I say, say what my name, name is. Right? I say what my name is. I was, he was waiting. I was, he was waiting his whole life for this moment. So. I was low key aroused. <laughs> the music just my name is. I said my name was going to say, I'll say what your name is, Debbie. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, okay, not that you know me that way. Cool, cool, cool. But yeah, like the fact that he said the full name, I was like, who? It was like the okay. music and the tension just shifted when he right. started speaking with Kanye. It was like, oh, uh-huh. oh, he's the real deal. Everybody was shook in yeah. that, in and that real room. Quick, back to, I think we were talking about the whole, like, oh, he's the outsider. Everyone kept referring to him as the outsider. I mean, like, this movie should have been longer. But I think mm. what it was, too, was just, like, he came out of nowhere demanding a lot of shit. <laughs> you were outside. Like, don't nobody know you. Yeah, you just screamed out to them. We just found out that... He even just had a son. Give a, let us process. And now you're talking about you want to take the throne? Challenge day passed. You're a few days too late. But like, you, know what like, you know what it's like, too, again, with the parallels? Because like, oh, now I'm, like, back deep into it, like, like I'm in the movie theater. But, yeah, like, he should be demanding shit. Or, like, or, like I can see his idea of, like, get some demanding shit. I'm here, too. I'm one right. of y'all, too. Mm-hmm. Whether or not I'm in America or if I was born in Wakanda, yeah. I'm one of y'all, too. And it's, like, again, with so the whole diaspora. So we don't know diaspora. politics. We don't know anything about you. But, like, it's mine, like, too. This is I'm all king. mine. <laughs> right. Like, my reparations. It's like, actually, we already had a representative for that clan, and that was me. You so. kind of um, missed the fight. Yeah, um, so you like, could have had a chance, but you came too late. So, I mean, you know, when T'Challa dies, you can face off with his son. You could face off with his son, right. but no. Mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs> even, when, even when, like, um, when T'Challa came back from the dead. Yeah. Um, the um, arms out. The arms out. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm did not baby. I'm back, baby. Okoye was like, the challenge isn't over. Like, right. you know, technically is it over. He, he didn't die. Eric right. was like, nah, forget that. No protection. <laughs> so I heard you got tradition. No, it's over. So I, you corrected her. I was like, mm, no. <laughs> I already got the necklace. No right. take backsies. <laughs> no take backsies. <laughs> that was funny because I was dying. He was like, I'm back. Like, I never yielded. He was just like, wait, no, no, no. We're not doing this. Yet. No, see, that's not how this works. <laughs> it's pretty lucky that I won and I'm just going on that Like, luck, let's just so, keep going uh, yes. on this direction. I already started. Like, my momentum is going. Um. <laughs> my ships are leaving. It's too late. Let's not ruin a good thing. Right? Um, so let's focus that on T'Challa then, because he's the main character of this movie that's really taken a backseat in our conversation. But mm-hmm. I mean, can you blame us, Eric? Um, so yeah, T'Challa. What were your so thoughts what I liked about his like character, that? or what I, not, I liked about his character, but like one thing I noted about his character is that he's very like optimistic, mm-hmm. almost to the point of naivety, mm-hmm. where it's like he kind of like grew up in this like not sheltered way, but like I'm kind of thinking like the shelter of privilege. Where like you grew up in Wakanda, you know your culture. You have you are the richest country in the world, secretly. Mm-hmm. Secretly, right? So <laughs> you're the pettiest thing. Which, right? Like <laughs> I don't know how like taxes it. work, but like how you hide this in. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like you're you're um, insulated, and it seems like an egalitarian society. Mm-hmm. Everybody's cool and prospering. You went to Oxford. Mm-hmm. You like you have like you have all this best education outside, all this stuff. But like, and so I think he has a very optimistic like viewpoint on how the world should work mm-hmm. that I feel like is that is in odds with how it actually works outside of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's what get that what gives him his dilemma, his moral dilemma about the entire situation when it comes to Killmonger and also just how to deal with outsiders in the first place. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the idea of like um, when he like visited his father and like well, among with the other ancestors, the idea of being a good man mm-hmm. but also like a king. Like mm-hmm. can those two things like coexist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and your loyalty to your people versus loyalties to the world mm-hmm. and like but also who are your people yeah we so many layers there yeah um and i think this too also is kind of interesting too in terms of like 
the mythicization again. It's a word that I keep messing up, but it's okay. of African <laughs> culture because it's like I think so many people um, think of Africa as a monolith kind of in mm-hmm. the sense that like. Oh, everyone's like, oh, what kind of like, who are your people? Who are your loyalties to? A lot of Africans are loyalties to their ethnicity, and that mm-hmm. is it, to your ethnic group, and that is all. Like, right. even just like the idea that we're even countries now, based you know off of um, the scramble for Africa and how white we have men all cutting these, it up. Yeah, white men cutting it up. Like before, like before um, these uh, nation states were drawn, like people always only had loyalty to your ethnic group. Mm-hmm. Even then, there was even sub-ethnic group conflict, like how the, the five tribes are all Wakandan, right? But they all have their each mm-hmm. and their mm-hmm. own thing. Same in the re- all the rest of Africa. So it's just interesting, too, that people are just like, oh, like, but your people, this, like, idea of this pan-African, like, but we're all black people. And it's just like, you have to understand the complexities of Africa and how it's like, yeah, we're all black, but human beings in general divide. Like, that's just mm-hmm. the human, the homo mm-hmm. sapien nature to divide people into categories of this, we're like this, and you're othered like that. So with Africans, too, we're all black. So, yeah, we're like, okay, yeah, so how are we going to divide ourselves again? Yeah. So within say, that, it's like... <laughs> I was going to say, I wouldn't know if I would categorize that as, like, part of the mythization, I'm going to use your word, yeah, uh-huh. of Africa, more so just different ideas of what blackness is, is or what blackness yeah. means to people, because... Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that idea of, like, the, the idea of, like, we're all one people. Yeah. We, I'll say Caribbean's halfway where it's, like, we do have a whole, like, we do definitely, like, have national, like, nationalism for the yeah. island that we're from, even though there's, prob- there's problematics with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, if we have time, if we're going to direction, I'll talk about it, too. It'll be a whole a new episode. But um, we do have our loyalties to our country, our nations our islands, but the idea of like, we're black, like I can tell you like as a region, Caribbeans are like, yes, we are Caribbean. That is our identity, so-and-so, right? Mm -hmm. But black people in the US, I'm gonna, again, not necessarily speak for you, but like Mm -hmm. from what I've heard, like the black experience is the experience of being, or I don't even say the Caribbeans too, but it's the experiences of being on the transatlantic slave trade brought to the Americas Mm -hmm. is part of the black experience. And so when we talk about like, we as one people, it kind of comes from that, realm right because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you you knew what your tribes were when you were slaves but mm-hmm. that disappeared over time yeah so i don't think necessarily that it's kind of like a myth of africa more so the assumption that africans think the same yeah, yeah. okay an assumption yeah, yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. actually a good way to phrase it and a and conflict of those use, views yeah and i think i why i use myth is because sometimes i feel like people think Africa is hunky-dory and that mm-hmm. we're all united and very, and that's why I'm mm-hmm. like, got it, that's got like, it, got it. Mm-hmm. you know, it's not like that. Like people was, you know, just like people like, oh, Native Americans were, you know, all peaceful. It's like, no, they was having wars amongst themselves. Like mm-hmm. the idea of, I think too, of like, this comes from an idea of, to conceptualization of race and mm-hmm. what white people have decided that you are all, because you all look the same, you're mm-hmm. all, all the same, therefore you. And on one accord about yeah, everything. on one accord mm-hmm. about everything, right. So it's just kind of like, that's why I use the word myth. Just gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I definitely agree. With no, that's saying. absolutely right. Because even I mean, just with thinking about like for within African American culture, like I think we might have had a conversation about this, like maybe just in general or about like in a past episode, just about even like our like we talk about like the civil rights movement in terms of like all the different views. Like we all like to paint this view of like them all just getting along here's how we're all gonna protest together here's mm-hmm. how we're all gonna you know decide to get equal rights can you imagine like what it would have been like to be behind the scenes in those movies them arguing about mm-hmm. no nah, it's not about the bus it's not about about this right. like it just would have like again this idea of it not being like a monolith there's so and even just about like social justice now the idea of blackness now it just having so many different layers and overlap even our conversation about like 
blackness in terms of like with Meghan Markle, what we were talking about, like mm-hmm. what is blackness there? Mm-hmm. And um, and also just in terms of the idea of like with the Jabari tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though they were a part of Wakanda, still being these outsiders again. Mm-hmm. So like it was outsiders in terms of like within Wakanda and outsiders in terms of like with African-Americans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I want to go back quickly to like the Caribbean context. I know I said before, like we're more devoted to nation. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like that is more so, especially because the Caribbean is made up of so many groups of people mm-hmm. that are there. Like there are, I mean, even though a lot of them, a lot of them have been wiped out, they're indigenous mm-hmm. people. And I do want to make sure, like, again, it might be another episode, but, like, the idea that we, Black Caribbeans, have such loyalty to nations that are still on stolen land, and it's just a difference of change in who's in charge, that's problematic. But, like, other than that, like, I think the idea that, like, Caribbeans, when you, a lot of the slogans of Caribbean countries are, like, one people, right? Yeah, one people. All all different colors, one people, right? Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of Caribbeans have more loyalty to their country, Mm -hmm. like, their ethnicity, Mm -hmm. versus, like, their race. Hence why you have some Black Caribbeans who come up here, like, I'm not Black, and it's like, don't be ignorant, right? Don't (laughs) show your face (laughs) here, don't be embarrassing me out here, talking about you not Black, because they see themselves like, well, I'm Guyanese. And mm-hmm. we don't talk about race. And it's like, y'all do talk about race. Y'all have internal conflict in Guyana, specifically when it comes to race. Mm-hmm. But like, it's under this guise of like, we're on people. So like, Guyanese people will be more buddy buddy with Guyanese people of a different race, race yeah. than with black Americans who share their skin color. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. it's complex. I'm not saying that it should be one way or should be the other way, but it is definitely complex that we have this, lo- this first loyalty to a country name rather than, or in spite of skin color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I also want to talk about T'Challa and just him being this representation of non-toxic masculinity. Mm. Like, um, especially just with him in relation to the powerful women around him. We talked a bit about um, Okoye, the general, and how he like very much valued her input and, and her advice her. and mm-hmm. leaned on her. Yeah, um, as opposed to Eric, who was like, "Nah, forget that, bump that, bump that." And then also just how like he was able to be like vulnerable um, mm-hmm. in a very just like cute way. Mm-hmm. Like when they talked about like, "Oh, did you freeze?" Well, hell yeah, he froze. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I very much appreciated that because um, we talked about this before in our in our topic around like. Uh, black health and black mental health the mm-hmm. idea uh can black me- or do black men have a space to be vulnerable and so mm-hmm. i thought it was really special to see t'challa this bazillionaire king mm-hmm. of this like amazing country um mm-hmm. being able to be vulnerable and to uh value women as his equal mm-hmm. um so yeah that was really powerful for right me i was gonna say too. like even for like for his love interest with or his ex-love interest mm-hmm. with they back together. They back together. right? Nikia, yeah. Yeah, the fact that like you could tell that he loved her or was into her because she was who she was. It wasn't like mm-hmm. she. I mean, of course, Lupita is beautiful. Yeah. But, like it wasn't like, oh, Nikki is beautiful. That's why I like her. It's like mm-hmm. the fact that you are a first humanitarian. The fact that you are so fiercely independent. Mm-hmm. All those things are the reasons why, like you are everything to me, or yeah, guess yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And like, but yeah, like his relationship between his general, his sister, his mother, Nakia were all like beautiful examples of what it could look like yeah. in the future or now right. <laughs> if black future is now <laughs> yeah 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 the perfect egalitarian they, and, truly egalitarian africa society yes. oh. 
Could you imagine? Like, <laughs> I think black people we can splinter off and just create that. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Don't shit. Like, <laughs> like, people try that before, right, and then, like, okay, very right, happy. Right, right, right. Then they're fine. They're so, fine. Humans are trash, basically, and we're just never gonna. Yeah, that's just, that's just a human quality. That's not about black. It's just human. Yeah. So we, go. we gotta find a different route to yeah. making Wakanda happen. But it can't just be going into already settled places, right? <laughs> but it um, can't be our oppressors. But going back to uh, T'Challa and Nakia's. Um, relationship just like the power of choice like Mm -hmm. that was um existent in in the relationship that he was like oh you could be queen if you want to like if that's cool with you (laughs) or if you want to go out there and say like like, i'm cool yeah so like they they were both able to coexist as like equally powerful people Mm -hmm. um and they're special yeah Mm -hmm. and just how also um how ride or die and how just how much of a great leader he is too because like even when he was thrown off the ledge and he was found by Jabari Fisherman mm-hmm. um Baku didn't just ask him he was just right. like let me just cover this like you don't have to mm-hmm. preserve him and he could have just been like oh yeah give me the Black Panther like you know let purple me get pill. that little <laughs> purple pill <laughs> okay purple matrix pill, right <laughs> but he's like no he's like he's here like right. you know like this they is... still looking for our people right yeah so... chilling on ice like some tilapia like you know <laughs> <laughs> chilling on ice Oh gosh! Sloppy is a fake fish. I mean, let's talk about it. That's another episode. Fake fish. this GMO fish. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's farm raised. Sloppy is not even real. Like, sorry. Stay woke. Um, Stay woke. Yeah. So let's then transition into some of the most powerful scenes within the movie, um, which I think goes hand in hand into uh, the role of powerful women within this movie, which was within like that final battle scene where everybody just fighting each other. Mm-hmm. The Jabari tribe comes back and like and saves the day. Like the Game of Thrones, <laughs> fast, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, I was just back. like, yes, come through. <laughs> um, and like, there was this scene, I believe, where they just kind of like, I think it was, from Okoye's point of view, where I think she's kind of just looking at yeah. everyone, just like fighting each other. Yes. And it's just like, like what happened to shit, us? Right? What happened <laughs> to us, y'all? Why are we against each other? And um, and her and, and Bay Wakabi kind of have this like standoff and um, he just like looks at her and he's like, you know, would you kill me, my love? And she's like, well, for Wakanda, yes. <laughs> well, it wasn't even that. Yeah. I think it was um, Mbaku was standing there. He and uh, Wakabi was charging at him. Yeah, with the right hand. Oh, right, in front right. Of I forgot mm-hmm. about that part. Okay, so steps in front of Mbaku and stops uh, Wakabi at, in his tracks. Yeah, yeah literally. Yeah. <laughs> and he jumps down from his rhinoceros. <laughs> and <then laughs> and her. Like, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that uh, like, piece. Would you kill me? He's like for she's like for Wakanda without question. Yeah, so. and then he kneels. Yeah, he, yeah. I was like, well, I guess that's that. Right. <laughs> like the idea of just like that that was a really powerful scene. Mm-hmm. On his own, the fact that Very they beautiful. had him kneeling and that like he was kind of like, oh shit, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, <laughs> like that happened. That had him rethink it all. Yeah, <laughs> like he he wasn't gonna like fight it through. Like yeah, I'm wrong, but forget that. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, is what we're fighting for worth this? Mm-hmm. Like worth like killing each other and you know gives you a different perspective. Yeah, and just also like saying again the act of him bowing down to this, well, like bowing down to a woman, a, a general, to his, like to his, his woman. woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there there was so much there, and I think that was just like a really powerful moment within the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know we got to talk about like the most, like yes. who 
how they they end this. Jeez, I'm like oh, getting goosebumps already. <laughs> like, this, the end of the As movie. The, um, token African American, you like to. So <laughs> this, you don't scene, you don't want this to. scene here. Let's paint a picture. So mm. we have Imagery. the fighting scene um, between T'Challa and and Eric. They're fighting in like their subway station <laughs> train. Their transportation uh, system. Their system. system. We're brainy. The second yes. train keeps running by. And <laughs> finally, no delays. Really and finally, um, you know, T'Challa ends it, stabs him uh, in the stomach. And nope, nope. It was oh. in the heart, right? No, it was right here. You, know, you, you saw. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it was in the, the torso. Yeah, in the torso. <laughs> yeah. I'm pointing like you guys can see it. Um, and he stabs him in the torso. And rather, instead of ending just how, you know, most Marvel or some Marvel movies end, like that's the end. Really he dead. celebrates oh. Ding Dong, the Wicked Witch is dead. <laughs> right. Um, he takes, uh, he takes, T'Challa takes Eric out to see the Wakandan sunset. <sighs> And it was so beautiful because it remind it, it goes back to the scene where um, where Eric's father had promised mm-hmm. to take him to Wakanda to see the Wakandan sunset because it's like the most beautiful um, in the world. Um, and so I thought that was just like so just so T'Challa. Oh so yes, precious. he's right. <laughs> he's such a feeler. What a noble man. Um, right. Yeah, and so yeah, going back to this really uh, powerful scene. Um, you know, T'Challa's like, you know, we, we could fix this. You know, we could help you. And um, there's hope. Yeah, there's hope. <laughs> you know, we got medicine. We got purple plants up in here. I mean, this this damn um, vibranium knife all, in so you yeah. is keeping him alive. Oh, oh yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't. <laughs> um, the, the fact that the knife, the vibranium sword's in him, it's actually keeping him alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's safe. Is that what it was? Because I yeah. was like, first of all, all this monologue is happening. It's been a good 10 minutes. I'm not, you know, how people be Game of Thrones be like, well, the dragon was flying at this velocity. How could she have gotten to the Right, right, right. I'm kind of like that with the movie. I'm like, how are you still having this whole monologue ass speech? From what I was told. You have a spear in your chest. Yeah, from what I was told, because it was vibranium, that, Itself was keeping him like because when he pulled it out, then it's like, yeah, okay, right, all right, I'll, I'll give you that science. <laughs> yes. Okay, this time, right? I hate you, Drats. but then, um, but then Eric delivers like the most just uh, like the tears absolutely most that came powerful uh, from my eye. Um, he says, Bury me in the ocean with my ancestors who jumped from ships because they knew death was better than bondage, and that final. They could have just ended the movie there. Glad they Honestly, didn't. I, yeah, glad I, I, I would have that. wept if they had ended it there because I would have been left in my feelings. Oh my God, God, no closure. It was but, like, I was still so bad at Eric for just like, and it's just like, even just seeing them rise up into like the Wakandan, you know, that elevator joint and like, it's like what, if Eric won, would Eric do that for it? It's like, I don't know they're different people, right? The child's mm-hmm. a feeler, but I'm like, Eric would have done that for you, bruh. But no, <laughs> it's a completely different context. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. He yeah. Eric's something replace of immense anger and hurt from generations of oppression, oppression and yeah. uh, ignore and being ignored. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah. no, yeah, that scene was different. so powerful to me. I mean, anything that talks about the transatlantic um, yeah, like right. journey itself mm-hmm. will bring me to tears at any point. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're just like, oh my god! Like, like I remember um, my sister used to talk about like. In school, she used to hear the idea of like when like you trying to build your students up, where it's like we are survivors mm-hmm. of people who made it across. Like that's like m- many months' journey in bondage in, mm-hmm. in your own waste, all that stuff. But we are the descendants of those who made it. Mm-hmm. Like that, and that almost like that's why we're good at basketball. Shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> 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 Episode 
episode over. Episode over. Delete, 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 delete. Control, alt, delete. Our subscription, our subscribers are just depleting immediately before our eyes. And it's like, this show is canceled. No. Y'all can't stand it. But yeah. No, no. Of course you are. Of course you are. But yeah, like, that line was like, so so like it touched a string in my heart i didn't know existed mm-hmm. another pluck there <laughs> but like even with that part like the the fact that like he chose to die rather mm-hmm. than like be like i, I guess some of my question or my, what i'm trying to say is like t'challa saw rest, like restoration in him mm-hmm. like it, like the idea of like sort of justice and like re-entry is possible but Killmonger did or Eric didn't see that as possible for himself. Mm-hmm. I guess my general or broader question is more about like would reentry have been possible in the first place? Mm-hmm. Especially because of a lot of the transgressions that Eric did. Like there wasn't even about just like, oh, like I'm trying to free people around the globe, but like telling like the general disrespect to the people that were there. Like you choking up yoking aunties mm-hmm. and stuff. And like you did, you did a lot, a lot of people died. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like you did a lot of damage to people in this community. Yeah, yeah. And like restorative justice, of course, like maybe anybody can be like restored in some way but like what would it have looked like i think it's kind of like my this is again a, a rhetorical and real question um but like t'challa is very optimistic right he mm-hmm. hasn't really seen like terribleness happen like that necessarily mm-hmm. but like he feels that it's possible to do that versus i feel like eric was very like pessimistic about it yeah and it was mm-hmm. like it was it would never happen so i kind of wonder like is there a middle ground mm-hmm. what would it actually look like in real life i feel like it just happened yeah. so fast it was only like a few hours in between them meeting and then mm-hmm. this you know happening yeah. you know it was, it was one so, hour right <laughs> so one hour in real time but yeah i just think that for me i think when i was sitting in the theater i was hoping that i was like all right they they got they saved that white man they can save him like come mm-hmm. on like they need they need to talk I'm like they need to have a conversation like I feel like this, like this is just happening too fast and like they're not you just met your cousin like you know what I mean it's like so the fact that Eric just was just like writing is like nah let's end this I think it one it comes from um, just his views and also just that military war- warrior soldier background like mm-hmm. nah like give me liberty you're gonna be deaf like this is like mm-hmm. I, I don't want this but just like I really wish that he was just like because because of T'Challa being so optimistic i really feel like he wouldn't he's like oh so you guys can just lock me up and buy it's like no i don't feel like that would have happened i feel mm-hmm. like they would have because your family especially mm-hmm. and your wakandan like we they would probably hear you out because eventually if we find out they kind of do hear him out mm-hmm. like, you know after death but yeah but i it i also had thoughts of his father even though um like in the scene where t'chaka uh back in oakland was like you know you're gonna come back with us and like face your crimes granted um uh, Eric's father didn't point the gun at at T'Chaka. He pointed it at Zuri, but you could tell he was like, "Nah, I'm not going. I'm not going to live the rest of my life in bondage." You could tell he was going out. You know, guns are blazing. Go, yeah, guns are blazing. <laughs> and I think I very much saw. I also very much saw his uh, his father in in that final scene with uh, Eric and and T'Challa. But also, it it symbolized for me like. What he wanted all along was just to belong, um, mm-hmm. to to connect like to mm-hmm. his ancestor, to belong somewhere, mm-hmm. um, and so for him to say, yeah, like bury me with my ancestors, mm-hmm. I was just like, man, that's what they just like you said, they just should have had that conversation. Yeah. He was left <laughs> left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that was such a such an amazing scene. Mm-hmm. 
I definitely need to watch this movie again. But like literally, like of course, like before I was like, I'm seeing this movie five times, support the culture, get money in, blah blah. No, I actually need to see the movie again with my notebook. And like I need to be I need to do an annotated like watch and then watch it again to find out what other scenes I missed and just it was just a I I almost wanna say perfect. I haven't felt like this since get out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which like, came out around this time, was it last, last year? year? Yeah, last year, yeah. Black History Month! Right. <laughs> yeah, like, I haven't felt like I've watched such a perfect movie since Get Out. And I mean, mm. the common denominator is Daniel Kaluuya. <laughs> right. I mean, am I right or am I wrong? Like, <laughs> just keep but, coming with these movies, Danny. Shit. <laughs> but, like, I mean, people would probably say, like, Fruitville Station and Creed were also really, really good movies. Yeah. I'm like, Ryan Cooper's a beast. Yeah. The greatest directors of our time, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. But no, like, I haven't felt this way about a movie since Get Out, honestly. And I really recommend everybody. If you, no, I don't have to recommend anything. Right. Go see it or else you're not black. Stop. <laughs> if you don't see it and you're not Why black, go see it. You're racist. Okay? <laughs> I'm going to put it out there right now. For real. I'm yeah. going to see it again next Sunday. So, um, yeah, I'm probably going to wait for that four hour commentary. <laughs> I cannot. I'm not too much. Released, released scenes. Yes, released I on DVD. I am buying it, and I haven't. I don't think I've ever purchased a DVD on my own. Yeah. Except maybe Harry Potter. <laughs> and I will be looking at the full uncut release of mm-hmm. that film. And real quickly, I guess to end this off with the movie. Um. So we see after that Eric. Um. After Eric's death. Um. What happens? Um. Later with um, T'Challa and Shuri going back to Oakland, mm-hmm. which, uh, like, the scene cut, cutting back to Oakland. And I thought, well, what I thought was crazy was, like, damn, y'all still replaced that basketball hoop? Y'all still mm-hmm. pooping from that crate? <laughs> I'm like, that's wrong. It shows you y'all things know, are just the same. <laughs> y'all know the bays being gentrified. Y'all know that ways. hoop is <laughs> Let me stop, let me stop. But it was just really um, cool to see, like, hear that, what Eric was saying and fighting for didn't fall on deaf ears, mm-hmm. kind of, you know? So um, eventually they open up, they buy the building that um, the uncle was. Buy the three buildings. Yeah, buy three buildings. They bought that building, buy that that building, building. and then that next building. door. So they wouldn't be demolished and it's going to recreate into a cultural center, I think it was. A, a science, a science, yeah, science center, center. Yeah. 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 And she was like, all right, bet. Mm-hmm. And then um, going to the UN and <laughs> the little shade of like, what is a third world country like Wakanda gonna do? It's like, little did you know, bitch? <laughs> you don't know that. You don't even it. know. And yeah, and what that opens up for. Like, right. I was gonna ask that yeah. question. Where it's like, who... like, yes, Wakanda is taking like Eric's words into action, yeah. but then now when you're interacting with like the wider white space, yeah. what does that mean? Like, is it gonna actually be like positive or negative? Because yeah. I mean, I, I do. I, I'm gonna be trying to be optimistic, like Nakia. Yeah. Like I, I can see where it's like you're rich, rich enough and strong enough that you can both help and protect. Mm-hmm. But I wonder for the future ten movies. Right. I'm hoping ten movies from mm-hmm. Black Panther that like that it works out in that way. Yeah. And it'll mm-hmm. become colonized like everyone else or right, right. depleted like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only thing. But I guess we'll get leadership, hopefully, you know. <laughs> hey, girl. Right? In presidential elections, like, hopefully it'll go. <laughs> With democracy and strong leadership, we can make it do anything. Huh? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so, so, as part of my closing thoughts, to keep it short, because I know this is going to be a whole other dissertation <laughs> on this part. But um, 
Not only did I feel this movie was amazing and fantastic and beautiful and everything that I ever wanted in my life, right? But it's Soul Plane, though. Shut up! <laughs> I actually have not seen Soul Plane, so I can't compare. But um, like, not only did I feel this movie was like holding a mirror up to the healing that needs to be done, or in my opinion, needs to be done between our different cultural groups within Blackness, but also kind of like holding up a mirror to like the wealth gap i guess and i mean wealth gap but like the ways that like wealthy blacks or upperly mobile blacks mm -hmm. have in some ways left behind not so um privileged blacks yeah. <laughs> in america and i'll speak for america specifically um so i feel like my hopes for this movie is that like we came out in droves to see it and that like this starts and continues conversations about collective healing and listening to each other from different groups about like what our feelings are when it comes to blackness mm -hmm. how we can come together in the end so my thoughts um, also tie in a bit to um, our our episode from last from last time about we were talking uh, you know with Reggie being you know an up and coming like filmmaker mm -hmm. and I think what I'm excited to see is just like what kind of creativity is this movie going to inspire in the upcoming year. Mm -hmm. So I think I read some article that said um, Ryan Coogler and. Um, Michael Bay Jordan mm. want to do a movie on Mansa Musa. Yeah. And oh, really? I oh my gosh. will drop all my coins. Did I, did I, did <laughs> I, did I bring up last? Um, no, I never I heard of I never brought the, I don't know, no. but not the movie itself, but oh. did I bring up Mansa Musa in past episodes? No. I feel like I've talked about him so much Possibly. in the past like I don't, I don't two know. months. <laughs> One of my favorite people of all <laughs> time, yeah. right? I think Harvey Hoffman was talking about kings and like, why we go to Egypt, why we go to Mali. But like, Yes. I feel like th if that's coming because of this yeah. movie, then right. I'm here all for all it. I'm for here for it. all the damn black yes. movies. Yes. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, like, I mean, with Get Out and um, we saw, you know, like this wave, this is like this wave of like black excellence and, and, um, and, and the arts and film mm -hmm. and, and music, whatever it is. So I'm just so um, looking forward to what the upcoming year, years are going to bring. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, man, if to be a black kid, now, now like mm, right. to like for my nephews like um my little nephew um who's four gonna be five soon was in target with my sister and he was looking at the back black panther action figures mm. and was just like ma i want that i want that like mm. he just was like so excited looking at them i'm like i gotta buy him some black panther <laughs> yeah, that's where we got you yeah, yeah i know right he's just, i know the scheme he just it, though but i cry a little bit <laughs> <laughs> but i was just like but yeah like just to be a black kid now and mm. to to see yourself being like, represented 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 like to to have lived to see a black president to have lived to see mm. a black um you know superhero mm. um to live to see black this black this black 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 everywhere it's just like mm. man and the diversity of blackness too mm. not just yes. one type of blackness it's yes like, yeah that's part of my closing talk that thought too is just like seeing what black people have in store for ourselves mm. in the future. Mm -hmm. Just like how I feel like we're coming back. So I feel like in the 70s, there was this like reawakening of mm -hmm. um, blackness and loving ourselves wholly and like our diversity within ourselves. And then it just dropped off. And then I feel like, I mean, well, it dropped off in certain ways. Mm -hmm. Like, um, well, we know why. Yeah, we'll like, it's, it's not, it's not, it doesn't mean it's self-imposed, but, <laughs> you know, it ended up dropping off. But now I feel like we need to keep this heat, this momentum yes. forever. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and just continue to stay black, stay excellent. Stay it almost everything. feels like 90s. 
where there was mm-hmm. just like mad black TV shows, yeah, mad black movies, stuff like mm-hmm. that, and then it just fell apart because white people were white. Yes, and so like I, I agree where it's like I feel like we're at like the the second or the third. I mean, Renaissance, and I feel like nineties ish. I feel like now, now it's like I feel like, I feel the sustainability. Right, I feel. Mm-hmm. The I think social media has really helped with that yes. too, and the connectedness that we have, just not through. Um, like the in the TV because mm-hmm. I feel like that was like a huge thing and also the TV is like geared towards whatever Viacom decides that they want to show. Mm-hmm. So now that we have these platforms that you can see our authentic selves and mm-hmm. how like how we want to be represented is like way changing. And also see mm-hmm. how Black people are globally. Yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. that's so important too. Where it's like now it's no longer like having like these mythicized ideas of what each group looks like, but it's like right. we have access to that now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like seeing. The ways that like we're all coming together as a group, of uh, as all black people coming together, and the, the exchange, like the fact that Afrobeats exists, yes, right. Mm-hmm. The fact that like all those types of things are happening because of globalization and the internet. Yeah. Like I am so excited for it, mm-hmm. and I want it to keep going. Yes, yeah. awesome. Stay tuned to being black in the future. <laughs> so. Happy Black History Month, y'all. Yes. In case we forgot, Mm -hmm. or maybe we didn't forget. But um, so thank you for tuning in. Mm -hmm. Uh, As always, you can find us on social media at The Black Triad. Still, you can send us uh, some some love, send us some proverbs. Uh, I got a proverb in my DMs from one of my friends, so I might have to use that. So keep them coming, because you could uh, hear them on the show. (laughs) You won't win a prize, but you'll win glory. Right? (laughs) And stay tuned also for our Black History Facts that we're dropping throughout the month. Um, Trying to introduce you guys to a diverse array of uh, Black folks in history that you probably may never have heard of, but are super prominent. That Chadwick Boseman probably played in a movie. Yeah, right? (laughs) We see you, Chad. All right. (laughs) Tune in next time for the Black Chad. <laughs> do, 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 do. I hate you. <laughs>